Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, TSR fans. Thanks for tuning in. I'm here with Dan. Hi. And I'm here with Eric. Yep. And the episode you're about to listen to is a a lot of fun. We have Natalie and May from Disneyland. Natalie is a theme park designer and May is a a Hollywood screenwriter with a lot of hot takes. And the artists that they are, we opted to let them be themselves. And as a result, there are a lot of adult language that you'll hear in the episode. Right, Eric? Oh, yes. All of all of the words. Dan? All the words. I can account for all the words. Yes. So nothing explicit, but if you consider George Carlin's seven words you're not supposed to say on television, all those words are said in this episode. And so if that's uncomfortable for you, then by all means, uh, tune into the next episode. This is not going to be a typical release, but it we feel like we wanted to let them be them. So we did, and that's what you're about to hear. So if you're comfortable with that language, then by all means, continue on. Enjoy the show. It's Judge Carlin. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore land by land, park by park, ride by ride to determine which is better. You're having problems because you can't hear it. No, I just, there's a <laughs> cleaning windows. I ch- uh, I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer the long elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me as always is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. It's a lovely 65 degrees here in Anaheim, California, uh, where you might hear the occasional siren or someone walking by or copyrighted music in the background because we're in a lobby. (laughs) And Eric? Yeah, the production studio was booked up at the hotel. I I asked, but uh, yeah, sorry. And we are thrilled to welcome back to the show, coming to you live from the aforementioned lobby, In a Disneyland Good Neighbor Hotel from Disneyland, Natalie. Hi, happy to be here. Lovely couch in the corner over here. <laughs> Thank Welcome you for back. having me. And there's a fireplace. And That's not all. You know her as the writer of Dragon the Nine Realms, screenwriter oh. May Cat. <laughs> Can we give me another intro, please? <laughs> Can it not be that show, please? Uh, no, as a matter of fact. Oh okay. <laughs> Transformers. Hi, yeah. Hi, I'm May Cat. Um, I'm here because I have hot takes, so don't at me when I have hot takes. Thank you. Hot takes that May makes is the subtitle of this episode. Hot takes that May makes. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So we, 
we're in Anaheim, Dan and Eric and I, and Natalie and May were kind enough to come down from their home in Los Angeles. Burbank, to Burbank specifically. Angeles. Further than Los Angeles. To, oh, even, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> another part of Disney history. Indeed. To another part of Disney oh, history. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we've inconvenienced them slightly more than I anticipated originally, but welcome. We're glad you're here. So we were at, we've been at Disneyland the last couple of days. And before we started recording, we were talking about chapexshirt.com, yes. <laughs> where there are currently two shirts that you should find there. there All are. proceeds go to Orlando Youth uh, Alliance. Alliance. Orlando Youth, Youth Alliance. Get it down. <laughs> I'm on new medication. It's hard to keep track of things. And it started <laughs> as sort of an FU to the Bob Chapek and the Disney company because of supporting the Don't Say Gay bill and things uh, that right. you've talked and, about. And you, mostly that, but also I wouldn't. I'm not going to lie. He is an easy target, and it's, sure. it's fun for me. <laughs> so, and never and, had a chance. <laughs> and we talked about it just before we started recording. There are two shirts. One um, is a picture of Bob Chapek with the phrase, Bob Chapek is not a thumb. Because that's a true statement. That's he correct. He is actually not a part of the human body called a thumb. But the instructions for purchase, if you buy one of these shirts at Chapek, or excuse me, at chapekshirt.com, is the you cannot wear the shirt in the parks unless you go to a cast member in the park, get a Sharpie, and cross from off the the, from the cast member. And if they ask you, what are you talking about? You say, you know, for the celebration pens, because this is what I'm <laughs> celebrating. That's right. <laughs> you cross off the knot, and then the shirt is official, and proceeds and, can then and go And you'll to see their eyes light up with glee. That's right. And the other shirt is just... Just a sentence, it says, Bob Chapek is kind of terrible. Chapek is kind of terrible. That's right. And there's In Disney font. some sparkle. There's some magic sparkles. Magic sparkles yeah. on there. Oh, the sparkle. Very good. <laughs> That's what makes so, it Disney. Yeah. <laughs> That's the magic. And I was telling Natalie and May before we recorded that the response is not from other guests, it's, you know, passing by. Oh, I love your shirt. Like I was wearing a churro shirt. That's the churro castle shirt, right? Yeah. Kind of like the weenie shirt. All right. But, um... Anyway, so it wasn't guests and passersby. It was cast members who specifically commented on the shirt in full agreement of both shirts, both days. So we're in Galaxy's Edge. I bring this up because this episode is part two of Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and before you get further, I just want to be clear. 100% of the proceeds go to this charity. I'm even gonna, I'll just, I'll even round up. So yes. proceeds plus. JPickShirt.com and you too can have interactions like we did at Galaxy's Edge where <laughs> mm-hmm. three cast members were standing around at a table we thought it was Sabak, or at least I did, but it was a it was a matching game. A bunch of tiles, you flip it over, and there's an R two D two here. And if you get a match, then absolutely nothing happens. Um, so, so Dan, the cast member asked Dan about the shirt or or something. So Dan explained to these, um, presumably, I mean, they were on Galaxy's Edge. They're in yeah, Batu, so they're Batu. They're Batuans. Yeah, we are off on world. Uh, so yes, Dan, Batuans. they asked what the shirt was, and Dan explained this. I said, loosely, I said, well, uh, on our planet, there's a company called the Walt Disney Company that oh used to gosh. be really good. And it had, it's had some dark times. <laughs> yeah. And there was a period of time where some of the rides tried to kill people, but we fixed that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we fixed that at least. And that person is gone. Right. And then we had, we had a good person for a while. Oh, He's wow. gone. And then they found a plate of roast beef and they electrified it and it became a sentient being known as Bob (laughs) Chapek. And he's not very good. Oh, man. 
one of the cast members was about to lose his shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're doing their best. The they're doing their best at trying to be professional, and they, but they're laughing their asses off <laughs> through their masks. Oh, it's thank brain. you. Erica's writing down where I said asses. He just and wants shit. to be a real person, and he's trying so hard. I think it's, it's worth noting. You like <laughs> you like money, so I get, I make sure money comes. Yes, nothing else matters. I money. think it's worth noting during this conversation that we are recording on Trans Day of Visibility. Yeah. So congratulations, oh. now. Oh, awesome. congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. I'm visible. <laughs> You're here. I we're am. Dis- we're dissing this guy. Yeah. You're, you're visible not only to the people walking through the lobby, but also outside cleaning yes. the windows. <laughs> Honestly, knowing we'd be in the lobby, I'm like, good. That's why, yeah. yeah. That's have why a, so have a little up. queer before you go to your Disney right. park. <laughs> yeah, because it's Remember. so rare to find at Disneyland. Yeah. Well, um, at least from Disney directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we get into the topic, this is part two of Galaxy's Edge. This is not going to be a versus episode. That That's sort of being housed in part one and then ultimately part three. So what... This episode is really uh, subtitled, like I said, Hot Takes That May Makes. Yes. But we're going to just walk through the land. And because Natalie has experience with theme park design and May has experiences making opinions, Mm -hmm. that we are going to... Uh, go through the land and just sort of get some nuances and takes on it. We're not, there's no other structure otherwise. So for you, the listener, that is what you're about to hear. Uh, before we do, I wanted to ask, um, we did talk about the shirt and we talked about the charity and, and yes. don't say gay. And we had um, James from DL Weekly on last episode and he is, Tag. Tag. Tag, what'd I say? James. James. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. James is his husband. Um, <laughs> so, Tag, edit all of this. Because he listens to the show. Tag from The Weekly, who is gay. And we asked his opinion on the Don't Say Gay. And I don't know if that's still a relevant topic. Do you guys have any takes on that? Uh, bad. Um, <laughs> well Yay! Is my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Gay, 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 yeah. gay, gay, it's, it's, um, not surprising. You know what? I I might I might Which actually is, have like a nuanced opinion. Yeah, me All too. Right. Let me. I'm. I'm. Do you want to go first? I'm pulling it out. I'm pulling it out. I could go. Uh, no, I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. I think in general, I don't think we should put it on corporations to be the source of representation in our culture, mm-hmm. sure. because they have a lot of other. I don't know. Uh, ulterior motives. Ulterior, well, goals. Yeah. That aren't just like, hey, humanity. Let's be better. Like, that's not their goal. I think the problem with that is because they're also a media corporation that is so visible, invo- so involved it's in not, forming our not, popular it's culture. It's not S.C. Johnson. Right. right. It's, it's not. And that's where I think yeah, much of the outrage comes from is because like, and like, look, I'm a <sighs> queer screenwriter who has experience writing for IPs, like longstanding IPs and franchises. Like Transformers. Yeah. And running into... And this isn't true of all the things I've written for, but occasionally you'll run into the well-meaning corporation that is like, yes, we absolutely want to represent as many people as possible, but not like that. That's gross. Yeah, we don't understand that. There's inevitably walls that you'll hit. Can they not kiss? Can they not kiss? There's walls that you'll hit that that are sometimes just based on total like they just don't know yeah they're just, just ignorant, ignorant and they yeah. don't know or actual malevolency or like an ulterior motive or the fact that they're a corporation and they don't want to p- do that yeah and so they're pl- appealing to a wider the market issue in particular with disney is what makes it so layered is how this corporation is really built on the backs of queer people yeah making yeah. culture no making doubt. culture and it's and they are 
like many like many media corporations right now trying to have their cake and eat it too of like patting themselves on the back of being like we're doing so like so many good things for representation while simultaneously trying to destroy actual living queer people yeah especially considering that like they're not moving all of Imagineering to Florida, but they are moving a majority of Ma- Imagineering to Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. that's <laughs> we're from- forcing our queer employees to go to Florida, and then we're going to make say. it a living hell for them. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> it's it's disappointing, and yeah, yeah. I, it's just it's it's a weird side effect symptom of living in 2022, where there's so much there's progress. And then there's so much resistance. Like it, I, I hate. Like I look at queer history as a whole, and I'm like, so much is happening so quickly. Yeah. And then there's shit like this, yeah. and you're just like, really? And then really? And it's you know, all you have to do is not donate to anything. Like, what are you fucking right. doing? It's true. Mm. Well, well, and you know, I feel like in general we are on an upward trajectory. Yes. And I think when you look right. at those kinds of graphs, they have dips. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but we are still moving up. But, you know, yeah, like the stock market perpetually goes up, but it does go up. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, these these dips, you know, you, you feel them. They, <laughs> feel, they are real. Well, yeah, it's 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 a gen, it's a not so gentle reminder how I think this is what you were getting at. Like mm-hmm. these corporations are not your friends. No, they're right. not. They want your money and they will ride the line to be able to get your money along Absolutely. with people who don't think you should exist. And yeah. they, they are appealing to both. It's disappointing to see to catch them in a moment of like trying to play both sides and right. then kind of trying to shrug their shoulders and be like, it's fine. The roast beef is trying really right. hard it's right trying now. So hard. Oh, and it just beef. learned about the gay people right okay (laughs) and i think too it's like i think a lot of people don't recognize or just they're not even aware um that that really is what it comes down to these people do not want certain people to exist yep Mm -hmm. and you can't deny that and that is not i mean that is not hyperbole at least at least i'm not saying everyone who supports this is uh, but that's where it comes from. that's where it comes from that's the intent yeah and it's it's gnarly it's well, you said it yourself, and I think the biggest thing is is ignorance, right? If yeah. you don't understand a thing, then you're less tolerant of a thing. If you don't, if you have a bunch of, let's say, Jewish friends or whatever, you're probably going to not talk a lot of shit on Jewish people because they're your friends, the people you surround yourselves with. So, I, I already decided. We're, we're just going to put a language disclaimer on this I, one, and I don't am care. Am I not allowed to say Jewish? I'm not allowed to say Jewish? So, um, and then the other thing is, What's surprising to me, like you were talking about, this this general acceptance of people, yeah. whoever they are, whatever they do, is becoming increasingly better with time. Yeah. So when you have those dips, they feel a lot more painful, I would suspect, right? Because like, oh man, we came so far, two steps forward, two steps back, or whatever the phrase is that Paul Abdul sings about. Um, anyway, so I'm not going to say anything that's revolutionary, but I appreciate your 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 candor and input on that definitely and i will uh, speaking to the ignorance thing i think you're totally right ignorance is a big part of it but also i think it's important to remember that there are evil people in this world also yes. true that take advantage of that ignorance right and feed, yeah. and feed into it with fear natalie well and it's so, it's, it's placating you know. to their base which is becoming increasingly the lowest common denominator yeah. but they're the ones that are keeping people in power and so they're gonna play whether they agree with it or not they're gonna say hey you know you are paying my salary what do you think and i agree and that ultimately disney is an innocent bystander contributing to something and it's just going to happen and it's going to continue to happen so long as they are trying to please their shareholders that's really what it's about that's what shareholders and ignorance that's it yeah right and it's a shame that 
that anyone. people like yourselves have to get impacted by it because you're just good people. Thank you. And it's just, Thank you. And that's it. You're people. Yeah. And yeah. It, what, what was what, what was what governor like struck down? Was that Indiana? Indiana and I think ooh, I'm gonna say Ohio. Yeah, one of but no, it was, it was um, Utah. Utah and Indiana. U- Utah was the one. I can't remember his name, but like he struck that like one of those bills. It must have been for the swimming. I can't remember. Here, can I? It was speak to it, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Utah, they made an anti-trans uh, sports uh, sports bill. Yeah, and it got almost signed into law, and it ultimately came down to. Because it's all youth sports. So it was like, ultimately, there's four transgender teenagers playing sports in the state of Utah. And only one of them is a trans girl. So the entire state (laughs) was trying to outlaw one girl, essentially, from playing a goddamn sport. Absolutely. And then the governor... Well, the governor like basically struck it down because he looked at the suicide statistics and he was like, I just want them to live. Right. I want. I want yeah, like, a recogni- child to live. And he thus, recognized how absurd it was to make one law against one person, yeah, one teenager, one rec- child. Well, right. he recognized the humanity of the situation. Yeah, and the fact that, like, I don't. What did he say? I don't understand what they're experiencing, nope. but I want them to live. Wow, it's like I burst into tears when I read that. It's like mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. that simple. Right. You don't, you can't <laughs> understand, but we're human. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, there you go. I do. I do. I find it interesting that so many people are all of a sudden so interested in women swimming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right. Well, thank you for that. Thank Definitely. you for your candor. And we are going to move on to um, happier topics. Definitely. I will say before, before we move on, I, cause we, we haven't said it yet. Hmm? So I'm Natalie Nielsen and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm May Cat and my pronouns are she, they. There we go. There you okay. go. Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you for getting that out. That's that yeah, probably we, context is helpful. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, we we kind of failed to introduce our guests. I know did, I get did you, did you? Well, we were there's here. a familiarity to it. It was Natalie from Disneyland. Yeah. And Oh, that's right. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Hold on. Do you know her <laughs> as the writer dare. of The Legend of Vox <laughs> Machina? Oh, that's fine. You know what? That was a really good one. I also have a new episode of Young Justice now streaming on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Wow. Thank you. All right. Already exiting through the gift shop. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. I borrowed that that's, from another. Yeah. Sorry. That's we a different podcast. That Sorry. Uh, this is going to be a tough edit for Eric. All right. So today, oh, d- um, what's going on at Disneyland, by the way? Boy. I heard you say something about Bone Boys. What's that? Bone Boys. That's just us having fun. Yeah, no. Disneyland uh, is right now on a hiatus. <laughs> I think the last post was in September of last year. Yeah, sometimes you need to take a break so sometimes, you can fill yeah. up the absurdity tank. I, I would suppose. say so. Yeah. Get my yeah. head all on straight so I can knock it off again. <laughs> um, or the occasional, oh shit. Sorry, I need a I need a cover image for the next podcast that right. comes out in four hours. Can you get me something that, that sort of thing? Yeah, I probably um, could. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge. We're going to take a guided walking tour through Galaxy's Edge. We're going to let Natalie and May do what they do along the way. So if we lose track, I will get us back Can on I track. Give like a like a like a whole header about like how I feel about this land, real quick. You want. And you want to come out hot? It, yeah, well, I want to come out hot. I think like an overall like impression, but also yeah. before I want to establish who I am in terms of like where where, where my experience uh, is sure. in the industry. Yes, please. Yeah, please. Because you know, although, you know, I could be just out of SCAD, and I'm like gonna make uh, that's mean. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> okay, um, everyone from SCAD is beautiful and Savannah College of you're, Art and you're, Design. You're going for it, and I, you know, look believe forward to in your yourself. Futures. Believe in yourself. Don't listen to me. Believe in yourself. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, I'm Natalie Nielsen, she, her, I've worked in the, I, what I call now the experience design industry. Ooh, 
eight years, seven years. Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a, been a, been a bit now. I've um, mainly done a lot of media production earlier in my career for stuff like for the Hershey Company and Paramount and I don't know another one in there. I can't remember. It's fine. Uh, but now I am a uh, creative director. I am currently unemployed, but I am aiming to be a creative director, and I'm gonna do that kind of thing. Yeah. I love this art form with all of my pa- all of my heart, yeah. all of my passion. I think it's the for me the best way to connect and to change people's minds and to communicate hard and good thoughts through it. If and only. so because of that, super deep thoughts about it. Super in the weeds, but yeah. it's all connected to love. If only Galaxy's heart. Edge had any of those feelings. Oh, I <laughs> think, I think, I think, I think, I think, okay, we're going to get into this. It's okay. No, no, here, let me, let me give my overalls. No, no, no. I am a cat. I am married into the industry Hello. because, you know, we are, we are together. Indeed. And so, <laughs> and you know, like, I like to think I have a good head on my shoulders, but like, look, if you like Galaxy's Edge, that's awesome. Good for you. I'm yeah. really happy you can enjoy it. I do not really in any way. So you're just going to hear me like really not having a good time. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm here for. But if you like it, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't about raining on anybody's parade. This is about um, providing different perspectives. This is about one woman this is about trying to right. take down. This is about war. <laughs> why, why not Star about war. Why not about exactly. it? Really, we are, we are truly a dyad right now. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> You know, I don't really know what that means. Yeah, because 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 it's because, bad. <laughs> because 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 well, because. It, it's because it was made up for a movie. Like in zero hour, out. doesn't it feel like they yeah. were like like thirty like thirty days before the final cut was delivered to theaters? They were like, we need and this is like, Rise of Skywalker. What, what, what right? about what about dot dot dyad? Dyad sounds good. That's way better than duo. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like very Star Wars. Yeah, it's, otherwise they they would be solo. Their last names would both be solo, right? Oh, According right. to how Fucking these movies God. work. But now they're they're <laughs> now they're Ray Ray Dyad. Ray, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Solo is now Ray Dyad. <laughs> Ray and Ben Dyad. Ray right. Star Wars. I love imagining like J.J. Abrams and like all the writer, like a writer's assistant, like scrambling at a thesaurus for like right. duo and what else? And yeah. Love. So is that uh, word made up for this movie or is it an actual it, word? I don't think so. I think it's a real word. Says the one who's the person who's strictly visual. I'm a writer, and I'm looking at you like I think it's made <laughs> up. I think they made it up. I mean, you you might not know a word, but you can craft the words together. That's the that's what you do. It's bad. I mean, as bad. as uh, Thor said, all words are made up. <laughs> um, okay, that was from uh, Ragnarok. No, Guardians, Avengers. Doesn't matter. One okay, of the ones. So you, you're relevant theme park design. So are you allowed to say some projects that you worked on, talked about, just for? relevant context yeah i well yeah things that have already opened i my first project that i worked on where i made i did worked a lot in like the media development side um was warner brothers abu dhabi my my company mainly did a lot of the media-based rides green lantern flying theater there's a superman 360 like circle vision for you disney fans kind of thing (laughs) um and then all the flat rides we we did um wiley coyote roller coaster which was like really fun also in addition to that park, I did a lot of stuff that you can go visit in Hershey, Pennsylvania. 
at the Hershey Story Museum. We did like a museum overlay or like update with a bunch of new, I don't know, media-based interactives that I produce media for. And like there's a dark ride that's right next door at the Chocolate World that I like made the media for the on-ride vehicle and did a bunch of cue graphics. May actually helped with the, the, some of the cue graphics. I've worked on theme parks. Yes, you have. <laughs> you have. Anyway. You will respect my um, dumbass hot takes. And then, oh gosh. I think you know, those, those, those things, man. That's great. Yeah. So it, so you're in this world a little bit. So you can talk about some of the design. Like we talked about already, they're basically two lands in two different states that are virtually identical, yep. but for a couple of nuances, like you said, the paint yeah. is different in Florida. They are. Is that? It is. You know, I guess depending upon the perspective, you know, well, the paint in California is different than ours. Whatever. Oh, good point. Um, it's all good. Yeah, no, it's different. Um, and I think from my understanding paint in Florida and between California is different. You'll find this in, in a lot of things that are duplicated between the coasts. Um, Hogsmeade between universal mm-hmm. Florida and universal Hollywood um, is different too. It's mainly, I think because of the quality of light. Right. And then the I think of that sun in Florida. Uh-huh. Versus- and I think maybe it might also be to account for like how the sun might fade the paint, but that's, that's maybe just conjecture. I think it's, they take into account what the light looks like and then uh, adjust and I, I actually like the vibrancy of Galaxy's Edge in Florida more. There you go. But um, does it make you feel something? It does. I'm more I like to feel something. I feel more connected <laughs> for, for to Galaxy's it. Edge. Dead inside. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to enter Galaxy's Edge from Critter Country, which is arguably this podcaster's opinion the superior best way to enter this land. I would on agree. Either coast. Would you? Would you say supreme? It would say the supreme. The supreme. Can we get that sound bite? Can you just yeah. do it again? It's. Yeah, we'll, we'll, this we'll, uh, podcaster's we'll be opinion, the supreme entrance to Galaxy's right, Edge. Good, good, good take. Can so we you. take that again? I think you could have like, but more sexy. More sexy this time? supreme <laughs> entrance. I'll say it's certainly now, the... Now as George Takei. I'll say it's the, certainly <laughs> like the longer entrance to really make you think this is going to be something special. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, really? You're getting okay. like really excited? Okay. There's more like time to like listen to music that you'll never hear again? Absolutely. It's the best, least terrible. Agreed with the music and we'll get to the music. Oh. Um, but I, and I, I Are like, we there already? I, I, no, okay. we're not. Hold on. We'll get to... Uh, what I like about the Critter Country entrance is it really makes an effort to transition from the wilderness of... Really, exactly. that whole side of the park. Like, right. I mean, even if you're in New Orleans, like, there's a bayou. There's a feeling of like mm-hmm. this is nature's domain, and humanity has like staked their claim. Yes, and so to be able to have that—that's fair. That distance, I, I like that. And yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. That's why we enjoy that too, for the very same reason. It's yeah. such a perfect transition, and then you get into the audio transition, which I personally enjoy. The audioscape of the land. Where you could stand in one place and hear a ship take off over here, hear a critter over there. Um, you could hear people having a better time. <laughs> <laughs> they're leaving. They're leaving. You can hear all the aliens that you don't get to see, and they're That's like, correct. "That was great." Yeah, and all, the jo- and all the and all the droids that were supposed to be running around mm-hmm. the land that never made. Yeah, it. yeah. You imagine the things. Yes, and oh, it's that's, wonderful. No, it's true. <laughs> I really, you know, and I really like the the transition music and the transition audio effects that happen in the tunnels and where you tra- cross over from uh, Critter Country. If only in that it's like super otherworldly and it almost feels like it's meant to like put you in the position have, of like... I have a question for you. I will answer it. One if, second though. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, because it, it, there is such a divide between what Disneyland is and what Galaxy's Edge is. It's like you need to like blast into the guests like, hey, this is different. 
This is different. Yeah. This is different. I have two questions. <laughs> Which, you know, can be a little eh. Why not use a goddamn Star Wars theme for that, then? Well, one. Yeah, yeah. Two, that tunnel with all that soundscape and this transition we're talking about, yeah. I feel like would also function as a transition point into Navi Land. It is virtually identical. Yeah, and, 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 and the soundscape yeah. sounds like Right, Avatar like it too. actually doesn't really feel Star Wars It feels fantasy. Like we're transitioning into but like... What's wrong with that? That it doesn't Star feel like Wars Star Wars? Fantasy. Well, okay, so we're going to... Because we're hitting on the sound the sound design, the music, all of these things. Yeah. And because I think... I think it's time. It has to be the first thing because really music, as yeah. much as as much as this medium is visual and tactile, it is also audio and you cannot disregard that. I could be wrong, but I think I sat and listened to the music a few times and I'm pretty sure what they do is they do take Star Wars themes mm-hmm. and s- slow them way down mm. and layer them on top of each oh, other. Really? So it's Star Wars and not Star Wars at the same time. If okay. only it felt like Star Wars. Cause like, you right. know, like here, here's my hot take on right. this. The hubris of this, of whoever was in charge of, mm-hmm. of deciding whether or not we were going to have music, the hubris of them to say to themselves, we have God, what 11 movies worth of soundtrack we could use. Hi, John Williams. And we're not going to use any of it. Like that's just, I can't understand that decision making I at all. I do think though that when I'm kind of of two opinions here, but mainly I'm a huge fan of ambient music. And sure. So when I hear that shit, I'm like, because we can, you know. I mean, it does. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, my brain goes, "Oof, ambient, actual ambient music yeah. here in the park." Thank God. Yeah. But they do sprinkle the Star Wars music in the moments that you're supposed to feel are like, oh, I'm in Star Wars now. It's oh, important. if only okay. I felt that way all the time. Sure. In the place called sure. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah. If only the music wasn't a goddamn upcharge. <laughs> but that's true. Here's the thing is, Dan, I think you nailed it. The music is both Star Wars and not Star Wars at the same time. Yeah. That is Galaxy's mm. Edge. It is both Star Wars and not Star Wars at the same and time. And I could follow people down either, either opinion on that. Yeah. It's both, it's, they're both correct, I think. And you're right. The hubris is the music. It is encompassed in the whole thing because there is nothing familiar that we grew up with or the 11th. Exactly. There's nothing familiar, but exactly. it's also familiar. It also feels like Star Wars. And it, it has to impact all of your senses. The only sense that I don't get is an olfactory sense um, because I don't know what Star Wars smells like. <laughs> That's right? true. But, but the rest of it, I get all the other senses visually and audibly, right? Yeah. So it, And it does... I think it does such a good job that I forget that I'm at Disneyland when I'm in that land. I do, mm. but not for Star Wars reasons. It feels like Walt Disney World is in Disneyland in that That's, moment. I also feel like I need to go over there to ride um, the uh, Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah, you right. know, that- it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing because I feel like they were trying to do so many new things with this project. Like, yeah, they you know don't rely on old planets and things we already know about because how do you make something you've seen shown in one medium that cannot be duplicated but and then she also looks at me well no hold on I'm it, her. but it's like but then but then also you want to like make it this like like we want to make sure people can interact in this space in a way you've never done before and you you know there's already there's, all, there's so many goals right and then they cut things for budget that I to me like the droids and the aliens that were promised to us at D23 that one year and it's like you cut these things that would help to immerse people right. then fill that gap 
and and meet them where they are then. They just walked out of Frontierland and right past Dumbo, the Dumbo Spinner Ride. Right. And now they're in a place where they're supposed to approach this from a different perspective as a guest. It's like, meet them where they are and give them some John Williams and they'll be like, oh yeah, Star See, Wars. And that's the feeling that I'm missing from basically all of Star Wars land. Yeah. It's because like, look, I never, I grew up as a teenager for the prequels. Like, and like I was, I was like a, I had a bad attitude and I was just like, Star Wars sucks. <laughs> it, it did. And then the tr- it teaser. Did, it sure did. It sure did. But then it kind of does sometimes. But the teaser trailer for Force Awakens dropped and yeah, I right. heard the Force theme. And this is after like an entire like young adulthood of just not giving a shit about Star Wars. And then the Force theme hits and I instantly started crying. Right. Because I remembered. It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. And I remembered being a kid a and loving this way. thing. And the fact that there's an entire land that was pumped with so much money. And I'm going to assume so much love and affection and Absolutely. hopes and dreams. No doubt. Yeah. And it can't give me that feeling no matter what I do and no matter how much money I throw at Absolutely. it when all it has to do is give me a little bit of a force theme for free. I agree. <laughs> it's almost as if they they made that statement early on. No, we're not there's a reason we picked a new planet. We want to we want to give you a new experience. We want to try this new experimental thing. But then once they started cutting the budget, they they stood their ground and yeah. they said we we still wanna we still wanna offer a completely new thing just without all the yeah. all the cool stuff. Make yeah. your own adventure, and then thus your new your own adventure isn't yeah. tied to your memories <laughs> of experiencing right. as a make medium your in our adventure, world. But we're not going to give you literally any tools like, to make an adventure except like, your phone, I guess. It's well, you have fun yeah. with your phone. it's this Pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's available this, with Disney Plus, the Genie yeah. Plus today. God. Like you can get, and I don't want to get into this, but like, just I'll touch on it. Just, just like, kind of graze it. It's like there's such an interesting conversation to have about like the meta narrative, the meta ness that you're bringing, like your expectations of what Star Wars is as like a, a citizen of this world, and then you're coming into this what is meant to be another universe and you're supposed and like it's almost like you're meant to just keep that in your heart and inspire you to make new choices in this world you only saw on a flat 2d surface and it's like okay yeah but we're still theme park guests that were trained one way of how to interact with a theme park over like 65 years plus of experience you can't just suddenly take a like a left turn expecting people to know what to do expecting them to like make their own fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a left turn real quick because a, a couple of things just off the dome. Thing number one, they did deliver on what they promised. Okay. You just have to pay $5,000 for it. <laughs> Are you talking about Star Cruiser? Yeah, yeah. right. I and, don't know if that's delivery. See, and then this is also... Well, yeah. they do deliver you on a box truck. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I guess technically. Yeah. Like, like cattle. Just like roast beef. I have more hot <laughs> takes about the Star Cruiser. Don't worry. But uh, And I think that, that like that's right. ultimately the, the promise of Bob Chapek is like, hey, we'll deliver on it. If you're willing to pay for it, we'll give you what we told you we would give you. Mm. And honestly, here's the thing. And this is where the, the industry the comes in, the industry <laughs> stuff. Because it's like, yeah, it's like the art form. And yeah, you have these goals. But ultimately, you are, you are, you have, they, they, they made promises in a, in a format, open like land, like, like any other land in Disney theme park, like a Tomorrowland, like an adventure land that you could just wander into. And in that way, you have to account for like scale. You have to account for like making promises of like your own unique adventures that have to accommodate like thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day, every week, every month, every year. And then it's like, yeah, so in that instance, the Star Cruiser is what there that that can happen because you have to you have to put the price point at at a level where you can justify making the cost of all these like I, droids and more costumes. exclusive. And, yeah. I'm going like, to interject there. 
you know, and if that sucks. Mind. And that sucks that that's how that had to happen. Right. You know, well, that, that's like, that's just the business. That's and indicative. I think that price point also. And by the way, basically socialist here. So <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> so that's where that's coming from. Yeah. Having a high price point, though, I think kind of automatically scares away the casual person who wouldn't enjoy it wouldn't appreciate yeah it's kind of saying like this is not for you well I'm, <laughs> also I'm sorry. it's not for you in the other way that really sucks this yeah. is this is assuming the star cruiser is good though right when right. i Which when i'm not. gonna uh, yeah it's not good <laughs> like Disney we're assuming it. that Oops. it like fulfills the promise and it really doesn't Disney because the journeys as we're seeing as people are experiencing them are actually not that tailor-made to them or custom like right. you'll get a text from somebody you've interacted with the actor won't know that you've interacted with them over text yeah. and then there's 40 other people here to have your personal experience like it's not actually succeeding in that way either absolutely oh, i'm sorry that was the thursday captain it's friday right. yeah. <laughs> i'm just getting I, caught up and, and, <laughs> what was i just gonna say oh um and then i'm gonna say this in defense this is the first time this has ever been happened this has ever happened that's true um like in this way like a major corporation making an experience out. like this yes like there have been i'm talking i'm looking right at me in this instance <laughs> there like, are instances where we have experienced things that are higher ticket prices, more exclusive, where this has worked. But sleep no more. That's what I was just succeeds, thinking. But it's also not, it's cheaper than a Disneyland. It's in New York. Right it's in Hell's Kitchen. It's like, Done oh, up is like this it. fancy thing. Like, there's ways that are they're they're separating it from the the general well, I public. Wanna, I want to put a pin in sleep no more because I think Disney, like, we're all talking about like how it's impossible. It's an impossible promise to say you will be able to have this like personalized experience. But it go is. ahead. Go it ahead. is. No, no, no. I mean, I think I think what I'm trying to get at is um, it's been done by by like companies that are smaller mm-hmm. with 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 more direct goals. Right. But I think what what I'm trying to get at is it is it is important that Disney has done this to only show other companies that this is possible and worth it. For strictly in terms of profit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, I guess we haven't seen what the profit is, but you know what to I mean. To me, <laughs> the easy solution of like, how do I give a guest a personalized experience is characters. I know. Like right. that, those are the moments that I remember from my childhood the most. And those are certainly the moments that Avengers is succeeding in. And if you take away all the concepts of like aliens and droids and like, if you take away everything where you actually can have a personal experience and leave it to like what Kylo Ren a couple stormtroopers, Chewbacca, 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 Shredder's there, and Chewbacca. and the rebel. You've got five actors who the entire, and I guess R two D two now, so like six. The entire burden to give personalized experience experiences are those six characters. Absolutely, and yeah. let, let me be clear: what I was speaking to directly was the Star Cruiser, right. not oh, not gotcha. Galaxy's Edge. Right, right, well, right. Not to shoehorn another Knots thing in here, but doesn't Ghost Town Alive kind of get there? It does it magnificently. And that's just, but from what I can tell, it's just by trusting the talent. It does. Mm. And I think the difference is that it's just cowboys and not Star Wars. Right. right? Well, and the yeah, only two people cowboy. in Galaxy's Edge that can actually like play off of you are Ray and the Rebel, right? Or the Resistance Fighter. Yeah. Because everything else is a pre-record or Chewbacca. Right. It's right. true. Yeah. And like speaking to the, to the Ghost Town of Life thing at Knott's, um, you're catering to a much smaller audience right no like in terms of like who in our society now in 2022 has a cowboy fantasy very few people that means raising Andy Daly. 
Um, All right. So (laughs) this is what we asked you to come and do, but I'm going to bring us back. That's okay. Because the other thing, we haven't walked in the land yet. Um, The other thing is... May stopped at the edge to be like, it's already bad. (laughs) Go away. It sucks here. What I want to say, and not in defense of, but rather to ground us, is that we're talking about show. Yeah, we're talking about show. I'm in New Orleans Square. Am I supposed to get the nuance essence of being in New Orleans? That's what Epcot is. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's the essence of being in France. Thank you for bringing and, and that I, up. And yes. if I'm standing there and I get upset because, hey, look, this isn't France, right? I, you know, of course, it's not actually another planet. This is a theme park and it's a show, right? It and is. the show execution is what we're talking about I right. think, at the end of the day. So grounding us into that and, and arguably the best show on the planet being Rise of the Resistance. Oh, my God. So that's the first thing we come to. Uh, the best. The best. I mean, I, I, I would agree that it is. Um, we wrote it. It's funny. We had our, our experience writing that ride for the first time because mm-hmm. we wrote it for the first time together. Ooh, wait, can I make clear real quick? What's up? Like, I know I'm being like a really grumpy pants right now, yeah. but like... Why you're here? Yeah, thank you. But you and I, for Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance, like we entered, like we were in it. Yeah. We were ready to play. We were ready to play. We were we, we, excited. We wanted to play. We, we wanted we, to play. We want that yeah. so badly. We earnestly attempted to have as much fun as possible. Absolutely, and you were able to to do so, and I was not. Yeah, I find my and ways. I find that. <laughs> true even in rise because like i really sure i enjoyed our first ride experience um a lot and then i thought about it for five minutes and i got very upset oh yeah no for sure um it is it is i think it is it is a shame that the land opened without it yeah because and i don't think that was originally the plan no no, of course not no no not at all um no, it was. It's really good. <laughs> it's a good. Is it? It's a good thing. It is. It, it, uh, yes, and well, I think that the, the land opening is more of a global impact if it's open. Yeah, but I think it's a bigger failure as a land because it would be such a shit show. Yes, with all the breakdown and that it would become much more scandalous of a property if oh, you couldn't open with a controlled thing here. Hey, that's the Millennium Falcon. That is ninety nine percent of this appeal. That's true. It's this thing we all know and love, and you get to get in the cockpit. It doesn't matter if it's a crappy ride. Wait, you're you're saying the thing that is most appealing about Star Wars Land is the thing that you're familiar with, aka not the music <laughs> or the planet. <laughs> the thing you actually have an emotional connection to. That's, and, well, and, and yeah, there's an emotional connection to it. You're right, and I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I yeah. think not being Tatooine is the stupidest thing they could have done. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't it? Thank you. Well, I could be wrong, but didn't it open? Right when Ryan Johnson was like destroying Star Wars, single-handedly <laughs> and very Jeez. much on purpose, ruining all of our childhoods. That's right. Wow. <laughs> I love Last Jedi. Don't at me. I, oh, I love. Don't at me. I, 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 I think it. I yeah. did too. It was okay, great. Okay, this is a we all love it. Pro pro, pro Last Jedi podcast. That's oh, thank correct. God. Yeah, that's correct. I was worried. Like I was over here sweating bullets. I was like, no. <laughs> and I think that might actually be part of why the land is the way it is in ways that you're identifying as not good is because I think Ryan Johnson correctly in my mind identified that, okay, here's this saga that is just these families messing up over and over again in the same way. Yeah. And meanwhile, we have this whole expansive universe out there that we haven't even touched on yet. So why don't we, yeah, why don't we tell the story of broom boy and he has to go, Broom like, boy. I mean, what if we went along with Broom Boy? What if he, we, right. we actually took the challenge of like, okay, we can't do Skywalker stuff anymore. Let's actually explore the world of Star Wars. Eh. 
Nah. Might not have been a hit, but which which could be argued that Batu is just that. It's, it's uh, Broom it's Boy. Boy. It yeah. is. It is Broom Boy. And DCA mm-hmm. is adult. I you know I think that gets into an interesting space of like what is the difference of mediums because I feel like movies. Oh, I love you too. I, <laughs> God, I feel like movies a... have the ability to because you're gonna you're you know it's a fourteen dollar cost or thereabout, and you're the expectation of a movie is a little different. It's supposed to like surprise you and push. Like I've been, there's many meetings I've been in where I've said things like the sustainability of this franchise or the sustainability of this character is predicated on its ability to change. And right. we have to be, not be afraid of that. Um, but theme parks, I would say are different. Oh, so, I want, so, so different. I want to be cradled in the loving embrace of nostalgia. Of Walt Disney Walt, himself. Right. Yeah. Cause like <laughs> di- even Walt was making a theme park based on his own nostalgia. So like, I feel Absolutely. like at least sure. personally, and I could be wrong here, but personally I have this different expectation for like star Wars land should be something I'm familiar with mm-hmm. because I'm literally going there and I'm never going, like I'm never going to be able to go to Tatooine now and because the, you decided to not make yeah. Tatooine. And it's the expectations yeah. of the hurts. medium. Right. So far, we're no, taking I, it. I, I completely agree with you. It's just something hit in my mind where it's like, what if this was built with the idea yeah. of people actually liked The Last Jedi? What a universe that right. would be. And they, right. and they went For into us. it with the idea of like, oh, I want something that tastes like Star Wars, but I'm willing to accept this new thing. Interesting. Which is not Well, let's not get ahead of that's ourselves. A, that's <laughs> yeah. a fascinating thought that Star Wars would be, instead of attached to these like 10 characters it was a constantly revolving door of like new adventures and oh, then and only. then that makes the land make sense right. because yeah. that's the brand then you have yeah. a franchise that if actually only, operates if as a only you planned the goddamn new trilogy to teach us that i know well that's and it, it didn't it, rely it, on one man it was supposed to get <laughs> they there they tried so hard no one man tried so hard <laughs> and his yeah. name is ryan he did, he and did. i fully agree with you and the other thing that they did wrong <laughs> is this land land of batu yeah. if it, if last jedi Rise of Skywalker, any of those movies were set in Batu. Yeah. yeah. What a stupid thing to not do. Absolutely. That. The Mandalorian goes and has a, a some kind of adventure in Batu. Yeah. yeah. And they use give the us, land as give like us a what set. We're asking for so you get complaint. to go? No, what if they did? If what the if complaint is the familiarity, if if you've made us familiar with this thing in these other properties in the movies, because Disneyland is a living movie. That's yeah. what Walt Disney Absolutely. did. Absolutely. And Aww. and so famously he said you get to ride the movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> the ride the slogan, movie. yes. Walt yes. Disney. Well, right. who comes no to this happy place? You get to ride the movies. <laughs> but Jimmy, to, that's that's one of those things that keeps happening with Star Wars right now. Is rather than put it into the movies, they do the movies, and then somebody else, some other creative person, who says, "Oh, we missed an opportunity here." Let's let's do a book. Everybody likes books, yeah, right? Yeah, in a book, right? <laughs> it's cheap yeah. to write well, books like, and print books. You're or... so you're so. I remember when the first like concept art dropped for or like that that piece of artwork where they were like, "It's coming," and I had the the, the first thought. <laughs> you were excited. I was, but you know, my first like I was excited, and then my second thought was, "Why isn't it Yavin? How exciting would it be like to go Yavin. to Yavin?" Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so fun if it was Yavin, but yeah. nope. And then like, oh. 
like as a storyteller, four. there's so much like opportunity because like I know Batu is supposed to have this connection to the Force. We're jumping around, but like Gosh, to I forgot all about this. To right, get, right, 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 and to have like Yavin be like, oh no, like Luke Skywalker's been training over there like the whole time right. off camera. Like that would have been amazing, and he's just infused this one spot with like a lot of Force energy or whatever. And you can just walk by it, and I'm, I, this is what it I has, do. Like point source speakers, so you hear a certain sound in one spot. He could fucking talk to you. Like you're Luke connecting. Skywalker could talk like to you. You're connecting to the Force just by existing because that's what the force is it just is what is this is what you and i did for like a year and a half which is pitch each other better ideas that's usually what we do when we experience a piece of media that is not great i want to get back to rise of the resistance i think we should get back to the land we should i want to tear it to be fair fully this podcast fully supports your opinion may that they should have had familiar property and whether it's yavin 4 or whatever it is and we'll find out if they agree when if they build part two of this in France or whatever, and it's set in Tatooine. Oh my God, you're Ooh. right. You know, we're going to find out if they agree. Oh God, so, it's so expensive so to Before do we get back to Rise of the Resistance, if if we don't go on that ride because we don't have the extra $18 or whatever, we don't want to wait 90 minutes. <laughs> right. $20. $20. Uh, 20. On the right, when you enter the land, we have some familiar ships. There's a there's a uh, an X-Wing. Mm-hmm. There's a... A-Wing. 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 <laughs> um, so how do, uh, does that Nerd. help? <laughs> I does that help? Yeah, I, for me, in uh, just speaking from like art form and like setting up a, a, a the scene, yes, because it's the first instance where you get like like it's just like before that it's just wilderness right. and like maybe the lamps look kind of weird. It's like eh, okay, yeah, and, and you hear some things. You hear some things, but you see an X wing, even if it's like new trilogy X wing. Uh, it's like there it is. Oh my god, it's Star Wars. Yeah, I'll like say it's, of all the things to pick, that is the perfect thing, thing to pick. Yeah. It's nice, you know and what I, and it's the good guy, so you're not the in danger. Is, you know what I wish? Wish you could go in it. Yeah. Wish you could yeah. sit in it. I wish it was a photo opportunity. Or that it was not put up on a pedestal like a museum piece. Yeah, I'd love to be able to walk around these things and the fact that I never like you're perpetually ten feet away from an actual ship and, is weird. And that's the issue of that it's the medium because you have to account for the wear and tear, wear and tear. people touching. Yeah. And, why why and not? Why not account for that? Is because, <laughs> why not let I mean, the kids touch the goddamn X-Wing? Because the people designing it Wait, probably were well, going Hold on a second. Hold on. Take hold the on. money that you're saving by not having that slow ride around the, sure. part, the place. Gosh, I just want to know if this is what it's like to be married to May. Because she's like, May's like, it's not familiar. We're like, well, here's an X-Wing. Yeah, it's familiar, but it's I can't sit in it. So <laughs> no, you know well, what? You can sit it. Well, but the buttons aren't. <laughs> no, but you know what? I think what what it's like when I truly love her is that I I see the intent and I agree because Aww, it could have been done better. Th- that's going to be most go. of my criticisms of Star Wars Land is like whenever it does a good thing, I'm like you could have done it better, and right. like I like I fully understand that that's a silly stance to take with Star Wars no, of all things. But, but there then, it is, and the, and the idea of better, quote unquote, is like so much tied up in like biases of like how to design a theme park when you've right. only designed a theme park in one way for over 65 years just, i feel like <laughs> so a lot like of my you're dealing with a lot of stuff a lot of my criticism is going to come down to like look if you're going to do it do it right right yeah. don't do it half measures yeah. which is what all of galaxy's well, edge and, is and just like and and they thought they were because originally before galaxy's edge they were just going to like do a revamp of tomorrowland right Ugh. yeah right. but then bob Iger was like no 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 this is Star Wars. We need to make sure this is like yeah, something new. Yeah, this is new. the closest thing we have to like mythological. But gods. then Bob Chapek. <laughs> Bring and back I, Iger. I can very much relate to that. They can do it better. Energy. I mean, mm. on scraping the vault, that's all the time. That's, that's, that's that. the thesis statement, right? And right. it's and it's it's not so much like they could do better. I don't like it. It's just like 
they could do better. We know they yeah. can. I know they can. Very and I'm sure the people working us. on the land were like, we could do, we better. Could do better. Why are we doing it, it this way? It comes from a place of love and appreciation. Absolutely. Like, I know you can do better. And it, the fact that you could do better makes this feel worse than it even is. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Much that is exactly yeah, my like, feeling. Like, I feel like so much of the ire is to be directed, to be, is to, to be directed not at the creatives, but at those that are empowering the creatives through money. And that's where the hate should be put because yeah. that's where the intent starts. Yeah. If you don't have the alignment, it's going to feel off. So, May, is your they could do it better stance as a creative or is it as a lover of Star Wars? Oh, my God. Ooh. What a question. I'm going to go with creative because I, I think if you really, if you really like looked at my soul. I don't know if Star Wars does take up too much room. It doesn't. I think the Star Wars music does, but not not Star Wars. Sort of fits with your motif, right? Black and dark. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, May is wearing all black. All the time. Anyway, uh, so I, and I, I'm, I'm poking fun at somebody I admire and really like oh, to be around. So I, I won't make sure this is not personal. It's no, no, I, I love it. An opportunistic joke. And Jimmy, I get the feeling that as people who operate as friends, as a married couple, I think you know what it's like to be married to May. <laughs> He's my May, by the way. Dan is my May. Because everything is like, isn't this cool? And it's like, well, it's, this is what it's supposed to be. So, yeah. But it's so cool. You establish a level of quality. Yeah. Right. Um, it's going to. All right. Well, if, you, if you're a corporation that has more money than God, it's just like, come on. Let I mean, me touch the goddamn It's all theoretical, man. It's, it's, it's all investments. If I can't touch the Millennium Falcon, let me touch a ship, please. Just paint it every night like you used to. There you yeah, go. Come on. Like, yeah. like the lead paint. Uh, right <laughs> shooting gallery okay so rise of the resistance night. we it, yeah. it's a phenomenal ride uh- your attention please <laughs> hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, do you have any nuances or takes on that particular attraction. Would you like to go first? On. I will go first. Yeah. Right. Um, the nuance is, is that it's a revelation of yeah. taking, and I, someone, I can't uh, account for this thought because I, someone told me this and I was like, that is true. Rise of, Rise of the Resistance is made up of like every piece of, every tool in the toolbox of, of like environmental oh, experience design, right? And just combined in a way that made every part, every tool, every part of that shine like in terms of immersion, it, it just pulls you in like going from like first timer perspective because it did for us like getting on that shuttle and then it's just star tours. So you're doing star tours first. Right. <laughs> and yeah, totally. It felt like a dream of like I that I've had where it's like yeah. you're just standing in a box, but it's moving. Also animatronic. Also dual screens. Also like LED Above lights all around simulating you. light. Yeah. Just, it, it blew my mind. And then the reveals and the reveals and the reveals and the combinations and everything and the trackless ride vehicle and just, it's like they knew exactly what type of tool to use at the right moment in terms of technical. Yes. In terms of technical. Yes. Uh, 
I love that and, you're. And in that way, it's it's an incredible. It's a triumph. And doing it all while not creating anything new. All those yeah. ride systems exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, and we've had drop rides. Yeah. We've had the fact that that's a drop list. ride. Yeah. The fact that that moment is a drop ride it was spoiled for us actually because oh. of that dumb Imagineering documentary oh, on no. Disney Plus now available or whatever. Uh, remember <laughs> how we looked at each other and it was like our hearts yeah, had been broken and because we, were like, no. we knew that kind of reveal is important. Yeah. yeah. Is incredible. A drop ride to simulate dropping. It's like imagine. Right. <laughs> Uh, one of the weird, because I I spoilered myself for that. Me too. Not on purpose, on purpose, but not. Yeah. I didn't know I'd be able to afford to see it. Um, right. Yeah. And I remember that up close animatronic moment. Oh my god! It was like, in a good way, it reminded me of being like eight years old at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Like, it's you. The fact, the fact that it's like the, the, there's it's no right visible there. barrier. Yeah, Why don't great. you let me touch it? Right, May? <laughs> well, it was interesting because I love how you're going at this from the technical perspective because it is like, like well, I, I will know, not take I, away I'll, from that Only because I know what you're going to focus on. Because <laughs> I'm going to come in with stories. Because I agree yeah. with you. So we recently did a, a March Madness style best pre-show episode. Uh-huh. episodes. Yeah. Um, and it was basically... It's Rise of the Resistance. Absolutely. Right? So we had to do best pre-show that isn't Rise of the Resistance because that whole thing, <laughs> so it's Star dude. Tours and then it's this reveal and everything else. And it's like, I, I haven't gone on the ride yet. <laughs> like, yeah. It, when I went, I was like an 18, 19 minute experience. It, it is. It was, yeah. It's, it's beyond it's anything else I think we can incredible. say about it. But, um, Just the cleverness yeah, of it's everything. All, it, it's perfect. And it's then, a perfect ride. And then May had thoughts. Well, hold on a second. Okay, are you not done? Um, No. I think in terms of like... In terms of how the technical aspects were combined and then made me, how they made me personally feel. And they're yeah. seamless, like, like, yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's like experience design is taking technical and combining it and putting out a thing, putting a human in there and it coming out with a, of an emotion. And in terms of that equation, I felt exactly what needed to be felt. I wow. felt transported and moved through space and mm-hmm. moved through my emotions. And You know what I'd like to see is, as a plus up? Is because the reveal of the stormtroopers will never get old. Oh yeah, mm. it's amazing. I would love to see actors dressed up as stormtroopers walking. moving. Yeah, I want to yeah. see them moving, walking down while we're waiting in queue to get in the prison. Have them just walk through, like don't say anything to anybody. Just, Honestly, I could be how they come back from their break. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, they have like little coffee mugs. Oh my god, it, you know the Adventurers Club did this, did something that Men in Black at Universal Florida did this with that like big, when you're in that queue, just to like suddenly totally take a turn because sure. everybody that's working in that ride is supposed to be working for Men in Black. So they're wearing the outfits. And then when you're going uh, around the big area where there's all the chairs and the big screen, people on break would have lunch at those desks that work the attraction. Oh, that's really, oh, that's cool. really great. Right? I love that. I so, did not know smart. that. Yeah, anyway. I, was, I was pointing out that at Adventurers Club, there was a gorilla character. And the reason there was a character in a gorilla mask was to get actors from one part of the room to the other. <gasps> so it was oh, a shared magical. mask. Wait a minute. Oh, wow. they, they're, they have, I, I never experienced Adventurers, Adventurers Club. Club. Born in 1988. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was like a scum. walk around gorilla. <laughs> There's a, a, a walk around gorilla at Adventurers Club? Uh, yeah. Yeah. A guy in a gorilla mask that would walk around. What? Yeah. One of the just random it, 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 like Minimal interaction with people. Really, no, but, the whole point was just but, to move but, you around. But, but builds out. Oh my god! Yeah, that's incredible. That whole wacky experience that everybody really enjoyed, and <sighs> except for some people who came in, 
Well, it's yeah, the whole thing. Well, yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, Pleasure Island is a very specific sort of thing that you're building, and then suddenly there's like Star Wars land in Pleasure Island that doesn't work because people are expecting just to be relaxed. And, and now we're going to go back to talking about Star Wars land. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good, so, good job. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on. We're going to wait. We're gonna, wait. No, oh, we got to talk about story. Here's why Rise of the Resistance is a bad ride. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So what is the story of Rice's Resistance? Ray comes out in her hologram, which is an amazing technical feat. Absolutely. And she's like, hey, meet me on planet X, and then you'll be part of the resistance. I really need your help. You get interrupted from meeting Ray on planet X. That's true. And then you never get to accomplish your mission statement, which was meet Ray on planet X. Is Ray waiting for me? Am I going to go out onto bat Two, see Ray and be like, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it to planet X. And like, I hate that the ride sets you up to fail. Like you literally never, and like the fact that like the resistance isn't going to come back for you so you could go to planet X. It's like, no, you just crash landed on bat Two again. You're stuck here. And you get one John Boyega line to be like, I guess we're all in the resistance now. And I'm like, how? What did I do? I didn't get to meet Ray on planet X where I was going to join the goddamn resistance. And what frustrates me is that it's such an easy solve because instead of the mission statement being, hi, I'm Ray, meet me on planet X. It's like, hey, I'm Ray. My friend Finn has been captured on this on this Star Destroyer. Can you go rescue him? And then you would accomplish that. Right. And like that feeds Thanks into for saving me. Now you're part of the resistance. Right. There's a bigger it's like just audio. And then you or become you the hero. Us. You become the hero to your heroes. You saved them. And, and that's another a small problem. Change to fix that. Right. And that's a small problem I have with all of Star Wars land. Is like while I'm supposed to be making my own adventure, the land really gives me almost no opportunities to be a hero because the Millennium Falcon ride. I'm just stealing shit. Yeah, that's and true. And Rise of the Resistance is the one ride where I'm supposed to be a hero and I accomplish nothing. Be a hero to you, your heroes. You are also murdering yes. people on the Millennium That's Falcon. That's true. We, we've, we discovered really that as you're destroying enemy ships, you're murdering people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I love it. it. Dan's kill count oh, is getting no. higher. But it is an amazing... <laughs> you're a murderer. It's an amazing technical achievement. And I would never take away from that. Said. But the fact that the story is so close to being like something that actually functions. like So... It's interesting that we're talking so much about Rise of the Resistance because I would and how it's never been done before because it has been done before in oh Star Trek in Star Trek in That's the Las right. Vegas oh, in the, experience the Vegas thing yeah in the Vegas thing and I got to I was lucky enough to be able to experience that as a kid at like the perfect age mm-hmm. as like a little little trekkie and like. That story can also we can criticize it, but it had it had a great moment of being like one of you is the is like Picard's ancestor, and you're going to go save the day. Right. So it made you special. It didn't specify who you were able to pretend it was you. An ancestor. So like, there's no you don't. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, in Star Wars Land, it's just like I don't know. I guess I'm never going to meet Ray on that fucking planet. I'm stuck on this backwater place. The planet that people keep telling me is a backwater planet. Well, at least Ray will walk by occasionally. You're like, oh, Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, and you in made like, it off guess the planet. she's back. And in like Galaxy Cruiser, she will have no idea that I had this like whole interaction right. with her. <laughs> None of you have magic blood. <laughs> so, I'm and, and I'll, I'll buttress your point in in that I think she even says, "We need to get you off this planet because you're in trouble here." Right. And then you make it back, and like I guess, I guess we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm part of the resistance Ray's right now. over there. I'm part of the resistance now. Yeah, it's exactly. fine. I also will say the most beautiful part of that fucking land is the um, where you come off of the ride of resistance. Oh my god! And I hate that it's like a point of, in the land where you have to move out of the way for other people because it's the most yeah, the, beautiful the, yeah. part. Yeah, the big unload station yeah. Yeah. with the like unload, the crashed you. vehicle yeah, really that you cool. were in so you see what you... Um, yeah. But it's a great technical achievement. It is. And then to have that 
sort of like we're talking about with stormtroopers, where the the transports that you see without guests when you first get into the attraction, that's just kinetic energy in this thing, but they're actually functioning as returning to load more people. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That, that that's, that's brilliant. That is genius. Um, are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. All right, <laughs> worth it. You know, so we, we worth exit- it for the twenty dollars now. Uh, well, yes, or the ninety minutes. I mean, whatever. at least if you've done it once. So if you exit this beautiful thing and you go to the left, we're going to kind of bypass. It splits. You've got the mall and you've got going to the right with some ambient things. So we're going to skip going right and go through the mall. Ambient. We have the refreshers (laughs) on the sidewalk. I like to call it empty. Yeah, the sidewalk with no benches or shade. Yeah. Yes, that one. Somebody who has made ambient music sometimes, yes, empty is the same word. (laughs) (laughs) So... That's fair. So I want to talk about the, the bathrooms, um, oh. first of all. I, I've only experienced the men's room, so um, I assume it's somewhat similar where there are noises happening in stalls and there are you can hear creatures, right? Oh, oh you know what? I think I've only done the I've bathrooms only, on the other side. I, and I have only ever used the, um, I guess what's called the family restroom? The gender-neutral oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. For trans reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but but, go on. I, but I but I but I can account for like the family restroom being um, uh, uh, weathered in like the same yeah. way. It felt feels like Star Wars on the edge of gross, space. but yeah. not too yeah. gross for bathroom. If only the Galactic Cruiser was like that, right? Yeah, yeah a little a little dingy. Well, we're talking yeah, a little about lived the in. I know, but I got it's a so luxury experience tips. in in the Star Wars universe, and yeah, it feels a little bit more. Um, you know, Star Wars is lived in. Star Cruiser feels a little bit more like Naboo. Yeah, it's the upper class. The dark times, right? Uh, anyway, so moving are on. We to the arms bathroom, dealers. Just, those are the only upper class we really know. Is is monarchs and arms dealers right. on a casino planet? <laughs> I think it's it's really themed to them. You know, uh, contracting out the building. Sure. Um, it, it, I just I like what they're doing, like they did with Mooning Myrtle in, in Universal. You which, know, they're adding which story. Like my God, thank God that horrible woman. Made a whole character based around a bathroom, right? Because that's just like Mwah, for theme park I designers. Just, I was just reading a whole hot take about how, like, every time there's a bathroom in her shit, like women are getting attacked. Okay. And isn't that okay. fun? No, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. Okay. Oh my god! Let's All right, read. so we, we can't we can't take also that there thing. water fountains with creatures in the uh, presumably yeah. the tank supplying yeah, water. Yeah, that's some cool yeah. stuff. That's, that's really cool. It, it, like all of that, beautiful. Like yep. small, like. Mm, uh, elevating the the personal experiences that you have to have as like you know just for like um infrastructure you know like you're gonna need water uh, water fountains you're gonna need restrooms I think they do really well yeah yeah like and like making it like a little more yeah and and, yeah, and right. I like that it wasn't originally restroom it was refresher and and you know that kind of went away pretty quick yeah I, just, I like that as a immersion technique However, so the ones that have held on to it have held on to it really hard and they're wonderful yes they are <laughs> sure. bright suns etc um <laughs> to the so fire we're in the mall yes. uh, we've got a uh, creature stall we've got um jewels of bith we've got the uh toy darian toy maker black spire mm-hmm. outfitter cat's cat sakaz kettle yeah. yes you're right on all of those directionals um Natalie, well done. Yeah. Thank so, you. so do you have any <laughs> uh, anything to say about that from a uh, a bizarre outdoor shopping mall? Anything to say about any of those shops? I'm gonna. I, I actually have a hot take, but I also Ooh. have thoughts on art wise. Um, I'll, I'll meld them. I think, uh, but uh, I think it's really well done. Um, I think 
in terms of trying to strike the right balance of making a, a, a thoroughfare accommodate the level of crowds that they were expecting, but then also attempting to create the feel of a uh, <clears throat> foreign bazaar, uh, I think they did like a really good job. Uh, and doesn't it also, as a theme park design, doesn't it also execute that that old thing like we've talked about? I forget what it's called, but you go from a narrow space to a broad space oh, for reveal. Com- compa- com- uh, compression and expan- yeah, expansion. Yeah, so it does that pretty well, too, because you come out of there and, and you can't... Yeah, you can see the Millennium Falcon, right? If yeah. You turn to the left, like, there's that thing. Absolutely. That and and more, even more so, uh, all the spires. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, compressing um, the vertical space, they do a really good job and like, slowly progressing that. And then you're in, like, the main area. And I think they do a really good job. Um, I And I really love the merchandise. Like, in terms of... And I think, I think they did... You know what? I think they did it okay with merchandise because... You know, like the toys, I think are my favorite part because that cost a lot of money to make new toys that were made of wood. <laughs> that right, they don't have a Walt Disney Parks and Resorts sticker on they it. They don't. I love that. Like, don't. like Pandora did that as well. Yeah, exactly. Like they did. I think that's a good a good thing. I will say the only thing I've bought at Star Wars Land besides a la- lightsaber is, is the toys. is the wooden stormtrooper, and I only bought that because it was in Rogue One. Yeah. and I oh, had yeah, an attachment totally. to it. I thought it was really that's cool. Great. Absolutely, yeah. something familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like Sensing the creature stall, mm-hmm. all, all of all of that kind of a thing. It's it's. Do they still do the thing where if you buy Jedi clothes, you're not allowed to wear them? Correct. In the land? I think so. Yes. You still can't wear them. Yes. You can at the Star Cruiser. So well, yeah, because yeah, they're living up to their promise, huh? But yeah. now you can have your lightsabers out. Because well, I remember yes. for a hot second, they were like, oh no, the first order is going to see it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then where do we put these sticks? <laughs> these six foot long sticks. Yeah. By the way, my my nephew, uh, who's 17 now, went to Disneyland for the first time and he drove him crazy that there were so many people with lightsabers out. It's like, but the first order's right there. <laughs> like, oh, legitimately. That's, that's fantastic. It's wonderful. That's fantastic. It's very proud. That's who we designed for. So, right uh, Dan and I, uh, on the last episode you heard, we, we kind of went into story about the restaurants. So I'm not going to go into a lot of story detail about the sure. restaurants, but you, what are your takes on Ronto Roasters? I, oh, oh, we actually oh love I love Ronto Roasters. I think it's a fantastic... And I, you know Food. What? I think that's one of my favorite parts of the land is that is the um, the pod racer engine, the pod racer and engine, the familiar Star familiar. Wars, yeah. and and the and the robot turning it yep. and like that poor goddamn robot. Like <laughs> my, my favorite detail, honestly, in that in that little like spot with the pod racer engine and like that that cooking the meat is looking at the grate around it, like the little fencing, oh, yeah. and mm. seeing fake like liquid fat dripping from totally th- it, yeah. like oh. <laughs> that that kind of texture is like so familiar and is so gross and is so perfect. And I love that. That, that, that might be one of my favorite details in the whole land. Yeah, yeah. that's great. But when we go, we usually get the... Always. Ronto Roast. But that's what makes Disney Disney, right? Yeah. Disney does that better than anybody. It's the details that connect to your heart. Which don't matter to the casual observer, but make uh, all the difference I, I would argue it does they just they're not paying attention yeah i guess that's what but it's We're adding the same thing, it's adding but, to the vibe right exactly that everybody mm-hmm. can feel but only those that are c- truly connected to it right. are like there's 
fat dripping from, but that's meat. And oh my God. Yeah. And last time I was at Ronto Roasters, I noticed that there's like, you can see the ventilation system. Yeah. Oh, nice. Really? doesn't even actually need to what? exist for that. See? Exactly. Yeah. I, I got something to look forward and to. And you can see the little <laughs> catwalk that someone would walk across to fix the Clean ventilation the system. Nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's like such a great detail. Yeah. yeah. It's nice when it sings, it can sing. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's why I'm learning. It's like, oh, these smaller details really function. They do. But overall, it's flawed. Yeah, it's where the designer can actually kind of like squeak through and like say something. Yeah, which ultimately that's what this podcast is about. It it has been about exploring those details, and this is why this thing is cool, and this is why this part of this thing is cooler than that. Right? right? That's what, and we just we love that kind of thing. We're just laymen; we don't design anything. Maybe Dan does. Chapexshirt dot com. Docking Bay Seven. Docking Bay Seven. Yeah, that's the restaurant. That's the space Panera. That's the Dan calls it. (laughs) That was that was that was really funny. That whole part (laughs) in that episode. I don't think I have an opinion on it. I do, and you do because you you'll remember. I think in terms of texturally and design wise, this is a common thing. Galaxy's Edge, very 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 nice to look at. Mm -hmm. I think because I'm this is a story thing that I have a problem with. I, no, just no, no autographs. No, please. wait, wait till I say the thing. You know, um, I, I, it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like something like to me. It doesn't make sense that this is a working docking bay, and you can sit in these 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 storage containers. It, to me, the the right way to do food in a place like Galaxy's Edge, where you use a bazaar for. Like those shops, mm-hmm. commerce is yeah. focused on commerce. Sure. Commerce on this planet is is should be a bazaar, and the only food we have is a Ronto roaster and uh and popcorn. But then there's another there's more food. So like, why don't you make more stalls? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fair. Excellent point. Make more. Think about Tropical Hideaway in Disneyland. Sure. Mm. Do that. Yeah. Well, I'll say too. I think now that I'm remembering, because we ate inside of there once. If you told me that was Navi Land. I would, it, it, I'd be like, oh yeah, it totally exactly. looks like that. Yeah. It, does, it feels very Pandora. Yeah. Right. I was just thinking as you were saying that, what if they took Space Panera, change nothing, but make it a f- space food court? Yes, exactly. Yeah, sure. Make go. it a food court. A so idea. like, use. I think the original intent was to use these storage containers as like, you know, a food truck surrogate in sure, that space, cool. but then the space wasn't big enough. And this is, this is the <laughs> art form that you're, you're dealing with reality and money and all these things. And, Cause I, I do love you know. the idea of this is what a boring experience would be like in this environment. Yeah. <laughs> and a food court is totally the way to do that. it is. Yeah. It is. You know that I like the idea of, of adding energy, adding more of that bizarre feel, mm-hmm. having a, not a food truck, but a food cart, like like yeah. an alien who's cooking some alien thing, like the shawarma palace in Avengers Land. Absolutely, yeah. but make it Star Wars. I'm with We've you. We've got some dead space. Yeah, as I do, mentioned. I, that's a good point. Take yeah. a right instead of going to the mall. Uh, I do like, however, that it feels like a restaurant in an airport. That's what it is feels that a like. good is but that is a good that, thing though? I mean, but my my question then, my response is that the intent. I think so. What is the intent of I this? I think it, it, it's this is a docking bay. It's a spaceport. Yeah. This is where we eat in the spaceport. That's what it feels like. To yeah. Me. And whether it's a good what thing is, or not, I don't what know. What is telling us it's a docking bay besides that it's called docking bay? And there's a ship on, ship top, on of top, I guess. One ship. Well, and, and if you're paying attention, if you, if you <laughs> know, ship, if you you know the visual others. language of the storage containers, they're all over in there that okay. you eat inside. That, okay. That's the problem is that. Because I know so much about Star Wars containers. Well, that, right. well that's the storage thing. Storage containers in Star Wars. They're, they're yeah. doing two things in that instance. If only that connected to the Millennium Falcon ride in any way. 
Yeah. Wait, put are the those, co- are put those, the coaxium are in a Star Wars. the coaxium containers? No, I don't oh, think that'd so. That'd be interesting. Like the ones that you pull off of the train. I don't think so. I think small. I think what I'm saying is that it would be really be. cool. <laughs> yeah, I hope. They, but they're like similar shapes, very similar. though. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I focus on the murder on that right anyway. Let's spend a little time moving through the land and going to Millennium Falcon. Okay. Mm. The first time you see that is an emotional experience. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. It is. I think yeah. for everybody, maybe a tear was shed. One hundred percent. Yeah. I, and if, the, if I was moved by it emotionally, then I'm guaranteed no, most other yeah. people yeah. were. It, there were, I didn't see any dolphins. Um. Um, anyway, so Millennium Falcon. One thing I want to say because we did again go into detail on the last episode. Um, but I want to get the take, but also one of the things, there was a continuum flaw for us because when you go through the queue, what doesn't matter which queue you walk by Millennium Falcon. Yeah. You'd walk by the ship, maybe not in the lightning lane, but you can see it. Right. So you go to, I'm standing up now. Oh, I'm old. So I'm, I'm seeing Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I turn around. Millennium Falcon's at my back. Yeah. And I go in to see yep. an awesome animatronic of yep. Hondo Anaka, which unless you're deep dive Star Wars nerd, have no idea who he is. Just yeah. is Do moving very nice. Have no my idea. Mom, my mom was like, is that a real guy? And I'm like, no. Exactly. We have no idea how to associate fans, this creature so. with the Millennium Falcon. Like, it's weird that it's not literally anybody else, but go on. In canon, there's a way. Um, there is a few, but. Yeah. Anyway, so so the Millennium Falcon's at my back. I'm looking at this animatronic and a screen behind him or a window. Yeah. And the Millennium Falcon is then landing in front of me, but it was behind me. Yes. They They account for it in audio. You hear the Millennium Falcon start, take oh, off, and fly. That's oh, what that is. is that how that's they what that do is. That. Yeah, we noticed that the last time. I forget who pointed it out. It was Teg who pointed, pointed it out, it out to I, us. Yeah. You know, they didn't do a good enough job. I would have noticed. If you, if you, you know, if you know, it's obvious. If you know to notice, you notice. That's the thing. But you're right. You shouldn't have well, to there, know there, to notice. Not, there wasn't enough of a divide between, there wasn't enough like switching around to account for like, dis, to, to disorient you, to accept that like that was happening. Right. Yeah. I agree. It needs to be more in your face. I, I would think. say it doesn't even matter because you don't enter the Millennium Falcon in the way that you are familiar with. Well, yeah, and then it creates another problem in that the Millennium Falcon's there, and I go into a door and I go that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, nobody's the other Millennium Falcon. Well, it's again, right. it's one of those. It's it, like my hot take is like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Like, let yeah. me go onto the boarding ramp. And I remember learning there was going to be a Millennium Falcon ride, and thinking like, man, how are they going to get us on the boarding ramp? And the answer was, you they don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. going to put a new door in a new movie to the, justify why the you boarding don't have ramp to go up that's the, not ADA. Compliant, right? And right. All these things. I was, I had so many questions, and I was so excited. And well, it turns out, like, no, you're just, you know, how you enter, you know, how you enter an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take this amazing, fantastical thing that you have so much attachment to, and we're gonna turn it into an airplane. And I like, I like it. I think they did it well. I think they mm-hmm. did making it the jetway. They used tarmac. language that we understand, yes. right. and that familiar to us. Maybe in it's our not world. what we would want, but I, it's something that the general. I public hate that understands. I have to go down this like long, skinny tunnel. That I'm familiar with as like, oh, now I'm going to go on this three hour like thing. Compression expansion, man. No, but like <laughs> it's it's an experience I'm familiar with. 
Let's just it's, power through it. Let's just see what happens. It's an experience I'm familiar with that is taking a magical thing and bringing it down to this mundane experience, and I really don't like that. Oh, I don't like that I will associate the Millennium Falcon now with like my airport experience. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's like we get what the joke is, but it's just not a good joke. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not funny. It's yeah. like, don't don't take the Millennium Falcon and take away any of its specialness. Because right. that's, that's the whole like conceit of that entire attraction. Because yeah. they're trying to make it something that you can like get your hands on literally and yeah. so mentally they're doing that but then nothing about any of that the queue is so boring the, and the it queue is, is so weird boring. here's another couple of things to, uh, to again but brought your sure point may we have so many opportunities to make this familiar yeah we see the millennium falcon we know it we are in this boring ass queue with these <laughs> star wars looking things and you have the audio gibberish what two guys we, we don't two know guys we don't know two guys we don't know we don't know can it not be two guys we know even yeah. if it's hondo onaka or something that we know peripherally from the can yeah. maybe they could say the name oh uh wedge antilles is coming by to pick up his right. hydro right. spanner i think they do say something about chewbacca or like, can you Wookie. introduce hondo in a way so like if you don't watch yeah, the exactly. animated series like you'll be familiar like because to me he's they're counting on the people using the app well as someone who doesn't I used it last time and i knew it do you get introduced to hondo via the app you are directly communicating with him but do you yeah. do you have context for who the hell he is no. well yeah and that you the one that's running the thing but no i mean like who is he in greater star wars canon is he a pirate <laughs> is he a smuggler does he know Han? He's is kind he of pals bad with Han? And he's kind of good yeah, and he, the, the answer is all of those things have answers but we don't know what they yeah, are. We don't, we and don't the know ride doesn't do anything to supplement our knowledge no, if we true. haven't watched an like the skyliner show. this this theme park land was designed for a specific subset of people which is not a majority yeah and if you're those people it's phenomenal, I'm sure. Oh yeah. my god, it's Hondo. I've watched like, him or read about him. Exactly. Whatever. Imagine a world where you don't know who the hell Hondo is and you're like, who the hell is this guy borrowing the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, exactly. yeah. And why is he giving it to me to borrow? Where the hell is Han Solo? Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, the attraction, we, uh, we I think we kind of have belabored the the attraction the other episodes, so we're good. Do you have takes on it just in general? I hate that you're a thief. I hate that that's yeah. not a choice that you get to make for a land that was built on like you get to choose your Star your adventure. Wars adventure. Yeah. No, you just kind of get conned into like now you have to go steal something. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I hate that in Star Wars land, all I can be is like a, a smuggler, a smuggler, first order resistance. Well, like, Actually, but not even like I can't join. Like, look, if I'm not doing the well, app, I'm not using partici- the app, mate. If I'm not doing the app, I'm not really participating <laughs> meaningfully in these right. factions. No, absolutely. So that means the only faction I actively participate in is a resistance person who gets abandoned on Batuu and never gets to meet Ray on that planet. Right. Or I'm a goddamn thief, and Actually, I don't I, care. I would even say that you're worse than that. You're a rube. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. totally, you are. totally. <laughs> you are. That's it's true. true. Um, I, I think. Um, the ride is a triumph, technically. Yes. Sure. Um, I think in terms of making a an Great experience throughput. that is truly interactive in like a video game way, yeah. on the scale they need to have it, incorporating and manipulating existing ideas of like how the like how, what is it like to be on the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, it it works. Sure. Main, mostly, it kind of gets wonky when is, you go is, right. Is the scale <laughs> weird to anybody else? Yes, like it feels too big. Everything right? is too yeah. big yeah. because it has to account for people. Right. No, and I, it does I, I, an excellent job at that. Like I you said, the capacity is fantastic. Yeah. What if you have a cockpit with four people and you have the actual gunner pods oh. from the Millennium Falcon? Oh. How, How dare long you? is that ride? But that's an ADA problem. Because you have to t- take this, 
uh, exactly. Ladder up and, down. and the only way to get to those to is a ladder. People. And that's, that's, that's why, good. that's well, why yeah, there's a bunch I, of boxes. I see that. Like there's a way to it. account for that. But murder's worth taking a ladder, I think. I just think if it's, <laughs> if you're going to do the thing, and I know that the whole ride system wouldn't accommodate this, but you could ADA that thing where you ADA into the thing as opposed to climbing and have the, the ladder up. Yeah. Because we don't know how to access that right. thing. It's true. Um, you could have an elevator. That, wouldn't that be, I mean. It would be great. That line to get in that, can I be the gunner, would be out the, out the door. But then anyway, the so the, that, that ride is a better Star Tours that I am actively participating in the journey. Oh, but yeah, it's just a better Star Tours. Yes and no. Because honestly, like when we, when we first went to Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, like it, was, it was during Soft Open. So it was like May, sure. like June 2019, like in the before times. Oh, right. Um, it was really fun. But like I and, and I, you know, again, me and May, we love to play. We love to improvise and we love to like dive ourselves into stories when they're when we're given a space to do that. And I mm-hmm. do that hard on that ride because I can I can push all the buttons and I can do stuff. But stuff. But but then but then that same day we and it was, you know, we, we do it and it's great. And then we then the same the same day we go over to Star Tours and write Star Tours. We had a more fun and time. And had a more fun time. You know why? Oh, interesting. Goddamn Hoth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like, Cuz it's familiar. And the well, music like, and, and like everything yeah, looks like hear, it should. You hear music cuz like while I think Millennium Falcon is an achievement in many ways, we're going to a planet that you're not familiar with and it's ugly. It's an ugly planet. <laughs> like it's an ugly um mostly indoor experience of just empire shit. And it's right. like but like on Star Tours the scale is big. Even if can, the even if the viewing screen is small, right? even if you the viewing feel screen it is small, yeah, like like that croissant section of Star Tours is amazing. Hoth is. is amazing. Is it the familiarity then that makes the difference? Yeah, and the music, and the music, and the fact, which is familiar. Honestly, yeah. a big, a big. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, oh, what's what's that phrase? I can't remember. Uh, it does like something that bothers me every time on the Millennium Falcon ride is that the jump to hyperspace doesn't look like how it should because oh, it, it because it's being yeah. made in a game engine and right. not through traditional visual effects True. that we've only viewed it through mm. in the movies so it's too real almost? it doesn't it doesn't look <laughs> right it doesn't okay. have the texture because it has to be made in real time as a like it's not rendered like a thing you would see on a movie or in star tours so there's more of one to one there interesting and that texture textural text that difference of texture uh it it kind of bumps me every time i'm like because it doesn't it doesn't look like it yeah it's it looks like a video game something i observed about these attractions in today's disney company yeah is that neither one of them has a gift shop at the exit that's true i love i love that you're right well resistance kind of has that i mean there's a stand but you you don't have to walk through it, it yeah that's true Wanna, Even Avatar has walk, that. I want to talk yeah, about, yeah. before we move on, I want to talk about like, do you want to go to Hoth or not phrase. I love that phrase. Which is, so I in, love that phrase. I love this because in Star Tours, obviously they're they're doing all the movies at the same right. time. So you might- <laughs> All the timelines. Yeah, you might get Hoth and then you might get Naboo and how does that make sense? And then sense? you might go to like Crate. Yeah, and then you <laughs> might go Last to Crate. Jedi. Like it doesn't really make sense, but it almost- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because do you want to go to Hoth or not? And right. that's like a creative thing that Natalie and I say when we're running into logical problems. I'll be like, well, do you want to go to Hoth Story or not? logic. Yeah. S- seems like a Disneyland poster. Do you want to do, do, do the cooler, it? better thing, <laughs> even though it doesn't Mickey make rooms. a whole lot of internal Mickey sense? Do you want to like, go to it. Hoth or not? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> i got to make that poster now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Creative slump over. That's a good right? point. And I think it sort of negates the idea that 
Star Wars Land is in the most awkward timeline that it could possibly be. Yeah. Right. It's just like a, a six week window. Right. Between. Right. Yeah. It like, needs. Just throw it all in the blender. You've yep. already done it before. Star Wars yep. Land needs that attitude of like, do you want right. to go to Hoth or yeah, not? Absolutely. Do you want it to be good? Do you want it to be fun? Then kind of like yeah. ignore the fact that you're specifying like this six week window. Yeah. It, it almost feels, and I feel like it would benefit their goal of like allowing guests to live their Star Wars adventure because you have more paints your adventure yeah. more your colors. adventure wants to be darth vader or it wants yeah. to be and, and the thing is they haven't limited themselves by design this thing sure. is a moment in time it doesn't matter what time and it's a land so maybe you don't have kylo ren and darth vader at next to each other no yeah but you can change but some boy, small details take the first order logo off and now all of a sudden it's just dark side Ugh. right man if that if those banners had the imperial symbol exactly and they How were and it was darth vader that came man I and see, I, I'm getting excited because, like, I have an emotional connection. Right. Well, that, I'm shocked. That fixes a lot. Has it the really Mandalorian does. not made an appearance? No. I'm shocked I'm, that he's not just like walking around. No, I will like tell a, you, Baby Yoda is there because you what? can get one of those the the photo pass things where they take a picture and you're like reacting to something on the ground. And yeah, you get the picture. It's Baby Yoda. Is that canon? <laughs> yeah. It is, Did Baby Yoda appear in bed too? Fascinating. So, but yeah, you're right. The Mandalorian should be walking through there because a you don't know if it's and you been should jarring. hear his goddamn theme. You'd see him <laughs> walking on, like even walking across one of those like bridges because that can be any briefly. Mandalorian. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Din Djarin. Sure, no. right? It can just be again iconography that we're familiar with. Right? You're, you're limiting yourself with your story. So anyway, because yeah. if I want to live my Star Wars story, my Star Wars story, I want to go to Hoth. Give give yeah. the guests more paints. To paint their exactly. adventure with, yeah. yeah, you don't have to mix them either. You could do, you could have. Okay, it's it's the original trilogy trilogy day or exactly. original trilogy yeah. shift. Or right. y- yes, and yeah. only old old stormtroopers are there, yeah, right? Or like amazing. do a special event like they're doing, yeah, and make it all Empire. Right. And make it all rebels. Well, and if you did want to just put it all in the blender, they could come up with some weird, over-imagined nonsense about how Batu is. <laughs> A magical force place. And they like, literally have time. Right. No, there's time travel in I Star mean, they're Wars. Doing it in they literally Marvel. could do that. They're doing it in, in DC. Time. Everybody's doing time travel. It's sort only of a wormhole location. Yeah, the force is like yeah. Time, the force is weird with our planet. Together. Time works a little differently. Right. So where are you from? Yeah. Gosh, that would be. Yeah. See, and this this is why you're a writer. I'm like, twin, you're like a writer. I know there's I know the time travel stuff. Oh, God, I don't know my Star Wars lore super well, but I know the time travel stuff has like a specific gate. So just be like, we have a gate over here some weird stuff pops in sometimes oh, that's really great we try yeah. to kind of keep that. them separate but and like it's a problem for the inhabitants of batu so there's like some tension yeah it's like so, yeah sometimes somebody from like the old republic will like show up and it's weird and like we don't know what's up with him they don't know what's up with us yeah. magical why is everything it, you so could dirty create a, you could create a situation where the batuans are like caretakers of this like very special thing you can be a versus just like we're just capitalists just like everybody else right. buy my shit <laughs> well, and it's weird buy because, my wooden because toy, they please. already do this thing like it's this magical place where you know Darth Vader and Padme you know conceived Ben or something wait what or, or whatever yeah the know. Star Cruisers where, where Han Solo and Carrie Fisher isn't that just yeah. the most ben. Han Solo thing imaginable that he going like on a, going on a cruise <laughs> now we're you wanna go married. on a cruise honey <laughs> 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 Fun sidebar. Um, a Star Cruiser? Really? Dan, we were talking yesterday about uh, these shirts that people make that are, <laughs> oh. that are you know, fan shirts. Yeah. Right? He's got a Michael Eisner shirt on right now. But, like, there's one that's actually not a one-off. That There is a couple. You know, you've got the, the ones that Disney sanctioned. I love you, I know. Mm-hmm. Right? The Han Solo, uh, the, the Princess Leia. 
Um, so someone that is taking from that, the man's shirt says, I gave her the D and the D is a Disney D. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And hers says, I want the D. Mm-hmm. I wanted the D. I wanted the D. So it's a, I love you. I know sort of thing. So absolutely. Exactly. Next JPEG shirt. I am the D. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh, with the Disney, the Disney font. So good. <laughs> Or just, Sally came up with that one. Yeah, that was good, David <laughs> Sally. And then, um, or I, I suggested keeping with the I love you, I know thing, just have the one shirt. I know. It's Bob Chapek. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. Mm. Okay, so that's Millennium Falcon. Um, and I want to move on to, we're going to go straight to Oga's. Oga's Cantina, it's the first place you could quote unquote air quote drink at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. And you have to. <laughs> <laughs> As Walt would want, <laughs> and I think, like like an old dad, like you smoked one cigarette, drink smoke the all of them. <laughs> so, so yes, a sidebar. Um, would Walt care? Yeah, I don't think he'd care at this point. I, do you think it progressively? You don't think he'd Walt, be like, "What's a Star Wars?" Walt, and then disappear. Like here, 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 here. I, I can make this quick. Walt Disney is a man that was born in 1901. Correct. He died in 1960. And I never remember that. It's five? 66. Six, six, 66. December. That's easy to remember. 66. Just before his birthday. Double my, double my After age. his birthday. Um, and, and there, there, mm, I, I think, uh, peop, uh, I, I can't, yeah, no, I, I don't think he'd give, he don't think he'd care. I don't think so. Because think the sales will, would guy. let him do other things that he'd want to do. Do we care? He's dead. Well, that's also true, but there's <laughs> enough of a contingency that Walt would there's not, a, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, that, that was not necessarily my opinion. I just thought, no, no, like, for sure. Would he care? Well, I, I mean, it matters to those that value the art form and value it as conscientious consumers. Look, I'll say I need a drink when I go to Galaxy's Edge, <laughs> quite obviously. So I think that I think Oga is. Then I would recommend thing. going across the way to Carthay Circle <laughs> yeah, or yeah, whatever, no, if you can get and then in taking either. the little jaunt. We're not in Walt Disney World. We that's can make then true. I can go to Avengers Campus and be disappointed in different yeah, well, ways. I think that's true. <laughs> that's true for everyone. Um, so Oga's Cantina, it, yeah. I'd love the. The familiarity of DJ Rex. Yes. He's oh. from a beloved attraction. <laughs> and he's playing familiar music. He is fun. <laughs> he is there. He plays a remix of the, um, the Cantina the music. Can, yeah, yeah, the... the s- Max Rebo. And I think he plays the Hut music from Force Awake. Right. Yeah. So, so and, he, and every once in a while, he breaks down he breaks and down. he reverts back to oh his... God, he has like a PTSD He has a PTSD attack. <laughs> attack. <laughs> I asked his. one of the bartenders what the story... Because I know there's a story behind Rex... And this bartender's story, I don't know if it's canon, but I loved it. It was the, the Star Tours tour blew up, and Rex was floating around, no. and he, the robot himself, landed yes. <laughs> next to and, and by the way, that is that is the story I heard, too, from canon, and oh you can actually God, see you can see the crash site in the land. The, what? Wait, is yeah. that what that... Because I know about that's this. That's the crash that's site. That's what that is? Yeah, that, I, that's what I understand the it to be. most fitting to the character story. Yep. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> More murder, too. Presumably, yeah. there, were, there were passengers on that's that ship. That's a good ship. point. Yeah, so what much? happened to those, like, aliens and stuff that just wanted to go to Endor? Okay. Yeah. We all just wanted to go to Endor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they all found him and just reprogrammed him. Yeah. So, what do you think about Ogus? I think it's maybe the most successful spot in all of Star Wars land. Yeah, as like on every on every like line, other than the fact that it's so hard to get into. That's correct. Right. Which I guess is like a familiar feeling. Circle. Yeah, 
yeah. anymore. I mean, right? and, and I think um, it has to do with the familiarity yeah, of like kinda, the I, I don't space. Have any, I have no notes there. No. Okay. Good and job. Even wow. the drinks, like I think I know. more successfully. <laughs> Maybe it's because every time I'm just like drinking my sorrows away. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you I, know what? The seats also have like Republic logos on them, and that's cool. Wait, do that they? Cool. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, we've seen this. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. One of our well, friends pointed it out. Well, to I us. forgot, and that's amazing. It's cool because it just it gives age to the Batu. Yeah, you can see battle droids and stuff around. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, any nuances or anything else that anybody has on Ogus? <sighs> you know what? There is something I'm trying to think. I do think I, if the only experience you've had with it is sitting down at one of the tables along the side you have not experienced the actual agreed thing. no you agreed. need to be standing at the bar or at one of the standing tables yes then it's like oh i am actually in the place another mm. opportunity have a jedi roll in there yeah like yeah. any jedi or oga or oga sure just another alien she's, she's, another she's, she's yeah. such a presence in the land it's like right. well you can hear her occasionally can you yeah like when something goes wrong or like someone drops a glass you'll they'll trigger the voice i guess and that, it's oga being very angry really or i guess something. that yeah. would be my note is like i would love to just have more aliens right. and jedi like that would like be we great if there was like in a like a controlled space show. like that yeah, yeah. Uh, silhouetted like we could have oga's office uh, yeah, and totally see a silhouette like in star tours q where you see familiar aliens Definitely. Um, so, Ogas, don't get the charcuterie. Um, <laughs> so, my business outside of this is, is around uh, stainless steel drains, right? And we pit, we knew this was happening in 2017, and we went to Imagineers and we pitched them a threshold drain for for drainage for like it's raining, so water doesn't get into the building. Yeah. We also know that the cantina in Star Wars famously doesn't allow droids, right? So I'm I'm new at the job and I'm like, I want a threshold drain, low profile drain in the doorway that says no droids. Yeah. That's amazing. Or it's like right? that's where you put like and the restraining bolt or something. No oh, so I think, yes. And so the story is that the company's based in Denmark. I said, here's what I want in the Star Wars font, no droids. Give me six of them. They sent them to me. They sent me a drawing. Yes, no droids, Star Wars perfect. They're all in. I'm all in. They they show up and I look at them and I'm like it looks wrong, and I can't figure out what it is. And then I realized that droid is not spelled D-R-I-O-D-S. No. So I have six no-driads. <laughs> no-driads. Oh. Could, uh, could that potentially be a giveaway for some other contest that we do? I, I, have, a, I have a no-driads drain in my garage. Uh, and if you're ever in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and go to Triskillian Brewing, on their patio, there is a no-driads drain. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, That's amazing. Anyway, um, moving on to Doc Ondar's den of antiquities we spent a little bit of time in there oh, yeah. eric spent an ungodly amount of money on a lightsaber sure did and <laughs> and then a reasonable amount it, for shipped us. it back to his home for a reasonable price definitely mm. um we looked at we watched the animatronic for a little while doc ondar who we were supposed to be able to barter with right i think that oh was, was that the story um, I still can. It just won't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but you can just yell at a robot. Of the other, other party to not listen. It's and true. What is he? A hammerhead? What's his? Thorian. Oh, a Thorian. Like the um, mayor of uh, Mas. Yes, <laughs> the mayor of Tatooine. <laughs> He's the mayor of Mas Espa, and and he had a a, a voice box translator that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, Add the voice cool. box to Doc Ondar. He stands up. Use, yeah. use the use the app. You can translate using the app. I'm sure I can. He stands up, which is really cool. And he's got this abacus on his wall. Yeah. Like a bunch of that. It's really cool. So I would love to see him, like Mr. Potato Head takes his ear off in the queue and puts it back on. I would like to see Doc Ondar move those. That would yeah. be really cool. Definitely. Take his ear off. And I would like and then- more interaction with him, if not with the guests, like with 
an employee with the employees. Yeah, yeah like, like like Roz in Monsters Inc. Maybe you have a, yeah. a cast member. Interesting. Yeah, you you can barter with the employee. The employee goes up and just presses a button. And the thing like turns around. Oh, my God. And he can be like, boom, da, da. Yeah. It yeah. could be a pre, pre-designated, like, five animations that they shuffle through. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I love the idea that he would accept a, a barter and he would kind of just, like, bow to you yeah. and be like, yeah. all right. Yeah, he doesn't, right. He doesn't do the, the bartering himself. I will take your child, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will take your child. You so, can have three lightsabers for that little kid. just throw in in the language discover card somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I discover card. <laughs> Everywhere you want to be. That's so. So good. anything. So Doc Honors is kind of small. There's a lot of cool things, and and we'll talk about it in the next episode. Some I, of the things you can. I, I find. want. I want to point oh, out yeah, please, one please. thing in Doc Honors that literally, like, it's like worlds colliding for me and my like loves. Because if you know me, there's two things I love. It's Disneyland and Ghostbusters. And May. <laughs> This is before I like connected with people, man. This is like. Did you see Afterlife? I said, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's exactly not what I not what I was expecting. Exactly what I wanted. There you go. Um, the but but so but where kind of the I, opposite of Star Wars Land. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but for me, uh, Doc Ondor's has one thing that just like I'm just I felt seen in a way that I wasn't expecting. There's that. There's that. What could be it's called? A con- it's a containment unit. What could be unit. called as a containment unit holding the baby Sarlacc? Mm-hmm. It is red, and there are labels and graphics adorned on the side facing as you walk in, it's, and then also if you look around the other side. And I, as the Ghostbuster fan that I am, that has built three proton packs. Nice. Uh, they are uh, graphics and decals taken from a proton pack. Put wow. on yeah. that Real. red thing. Yes. That's huh. cool. Like, not chance, totally straight up. Nope. Oh, yeah. That's straight awesome. up. And it's a red thing holding a creature. It's like, okay, that's the containment unit. And on the other side, there's graphics that um, would have English on it, but they translated it all to Batu. And I've translated it, and it's all saying, and it's it's like Ghostbusters stuff. That's, that's so cool. We amazing. need to check that out today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going this it's afternoon. It's on like the right side. It's on the, of the right store. side. Okay. It's, we'll it's, it's the red box with the, with the baby Sarlacc. Like, it and is. We'll, Amazing. What we'll do, and, and somebody remind me to do this, we'll take a picture of it and post it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So it's look beautiful. at the show notes and you'll see it's what we're It's such a magical about. moment of imagining someone like being like, can I get away with this? Well, dude, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, got, no I got connected a... with that guy on Facebook. You got it. You gotta, I know. I just got to ask the full story. I, I haven't had a chance to yet. You got to ask the full story. Of, if anyone wants to like, run a subreddit or something for us that yeah. we can put this kind of stuff on, that's right. we're, we're old. <laughs> we, we don't know how to do things. I so, barely know how to do Facebook. I'm going to skip. And Facebook's bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to skip uh, Salvi's workshop. We're going to save that for last. So we're going to go to yes. Droid Depot where you can build a droid and droids interact with each other or a Driad. Or a Driad. Yeah, whichever, <laughs> if you're in Denmark. Droid Droid Workshop. That's right. So, uh, Droid... Depot. Um, do you have anything to say about Droid Depot? Not really. Well, like it's, we ha- it's, we it's, haven't it's, done the experience because I don't need a droid. Um, I don't need a very expensive <laughs> toy like that. Mm-hmm. I say as I buy lightsabers. I know. Um, if you saw our apartment, you'd be like, "What?" <laughs> but I will say, like, the only the, thing missing is a droid. The overall, <laughs> yeah. The overall uh, lack of presence of droids is weird, and the fact that there are those four or five droids that are outside of Droid Depot and mm. they don't move. They don't move, but they do like have noises they rotate their heads sometimes but they don't move it's no. weird 
It's weird. Yeah. It's just the, again, if you're going to do it right, if you're going to do it, do it right. I don't like this weird tease of like, don't worry. Look at the floor. There are gonk droid like footprints in, in the mud. In you the just cement, missed them. But you'll never see yeah. a gonk droid yeah. moving around. <laughs> yeah. so, I, I feel like real quick, I think um, well executed design. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. It doesn't feel uh, grungy enough. And if you look at concept art, that to me, like it, they're, they're missing a sense of scale that I think a factory would have. Okay. That's my only issue. Um, Droid and, Depot, and, like it has yeah. grunge. Like Home Depot. It's a big yeah. old warehouse. Yeah, right? just, yeah. Just a higher ceiling. I think I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, I don't know, like I want that space to be another Sabi's workshop. Yeah. But I'm obviously in the wrong because people love making their own little droids. They do. And yeah, I just do. kind of like, it's, Well, eh. and it's accessible. The you know, oh, that's true. Because how much is making your own droid? Like not 50 as, bucks? Not as much as li- lightsabers. Yeah. It's a yeah. hundred bucks. And yeah. it, I mean, it's a fun experience. I actually, I, I made some, a droid for myself and for my nieces. It's, oh, it's nice. fun just to, to pull the pieces and, yeah. um, the whole concept of having the, the conveyor belt rolling by is pretty great. And then to see the parts hanging up above on see, those, the kinetic energy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's real. I do agree with the idea of scale. Especially because Laugh Factory has a much larger sense of scale. It does. That's true. And if you have if you have these two things in the same place, you need to at least match the other thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Definitely. Are you talking about um, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor? You're talking, about, Laugh Floor. You're, you're talking oh. about Gag Factory and Toontown. Gag Factory. Gag yeah, Factory. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in <laughs> peace. <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, I mean, no, it's they're putting it's that right somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, so. Droid Depot, that, is it there w- that we went and shipped the lightsabers? Yeah, for some reason they were only doing shipping out of Droid Depot and this, this time. It's the, only, right. it's the only spot that makes narrative sense. And there are droids Everywhere else behind is. the cash register that do make noises. Oh, okay. There's they a do DB move. unit, they do do stuff. But yeah, like the promise delivered on Star, the Star Cruiser where you have droids and creatures, that was another promise that we got that we don't, and, and in fact, if you buy your own droid, you can't even ride it around in the land, right? Yeah, you can't even create that kinetic energy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so it's weird a little to pad, me. don't they? Next to the store. Sometimes they've got a pad set out and they'll have people. Yeah, maybe, oh, but I'm talking about... In- <laughs> but overall, like the idea of the droids, they were meant to... Well, it's another one of those like robot. make your own Star Wars adventure. Except if you spend money on this, don't 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 pull it out. You can't you can't, you can't, you can't wear clothes you buy here, and That's you true. can't play with the shit you're buying here. But don't worry, have your own adventure. That's right. I'm just like, how dare yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> we have ice cream at home. We don't need to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We right? have that at home. You're right. Um, okay, we ride well, in our car every day. Why do we need to go to this special place where we get in cars and ride through space? That's a good point. <laughs> We rode down the freeway. Wasn't that enough? Yeah. Why do you need to ride a roller coaster? <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about the milk stand unless you guys have a take. I like the, both. the colors are wrong. The colors are wrong. They're uh, not the right colors. It shouldn't be uh, sort of slushy. Also, um, would it taste like a berry thing if you drink it all the time? Like if it's supposed to be an, an everyday thing, uh, I'm getting nitpicky. Design wise, it's great, but <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. What do you mean the color's wrong? The the blue is too blue. Oh, from like actual Star Wars? Yes, yeah, not right. Based on the thing that that threw <laughs> poor you're just, you're just being contrarian. No, now. it's true though. It's just like it's like everything else in the land where it's just like why is it so close to correct? Mm, why right. did yeah? It's just weird to me. Too like light blue. It should be more. Yep. Like fluorescent blue ish. Yep. I think. Mm. Yeah. And it's also just weird because it's like it's you created an entire stand for this little 
like why this? Well, they, 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 it's the Harry Potter model, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's their it butter, is the Harry Potter it? model, and it's, this was supposed to be their butter beer. It is pretty funny to me that you can get blue milk, this like fun little like slushy, while the Nazis are behind you. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. and you're just like, you know, oh, cool, Kyle Ren's here. <laughs> I also think it should taste kind of disgusting, and well, not that's... in the way that some people think it already does. No, I mean, I like know. it should be gross and like. Earthy and weird. I feel like blue milk should be a drink in Ogdods. Ogdods. And it is. You you can get it and it has a cooking on top. Like it could be our version of Beverly, you know? Oh, sure. It should be. You know, like, oh, blue milk. Or make the green milk even weirder. Yeah, Mm. they should have an option that's like, ugh. Do you want want more essence in it? Like you can almost taste the animal it comes from. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, is the green milk, was it introduced in uh, Last Jedi? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was those big the teeth of the whatever thing. Yeah. Is that Which, supposed to be way, green milk? I thought it was, scene, it was yellow. Uh, that scene is wonderful because I, I love, love the scene. creature gives Ray yeah. this look like, yeah, this is fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Luke's just like, just like I had it in It's Tatooine. like that creature is just like, people are going to hate this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the wrong crowd's going to not like this. <laughs> so, uh, and watch how this for transitions. The green milk, blue milk is was meant to be uh, butterbeer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It was their attempt to oh, recreate. Oh, I see it. They have in... Uh, God, dang oh, it. I'm so close. You got it. They yeah, have, you got I'm it. there. Got I'm it. there. Stick that landing. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> they have... In Harry Potter world, you can, in fact, go to Ollivander's and there's a show where you try to choose your wand. Yep. And there's this big, you know, touching magical thing, and the room comes alive because of the wand. So too is. Oh, wow. It's like exactly one to one. Yeah, it's a one to one. They right? fucking tried. So is Savi's workshop. The attempt where you was can made. Build, sure. You can build your own lightsaber, and and it's not unique to one child like it is in Universal. Yeah, and yet. Universals is more successful. I don't. I, yeah. 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 Go ahead and tell us about your experience yeah, you, in building. Yeah. May I? First, let me say. Okay. Uh, it wasn't enough. It's not enough. It 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 is it of all the Overall. things of of everything, uh, in terms of like seeing the intent and seeing the execution. Ultimately, it's like it's like seventy five percent there, mm-hmm. design wise. It mm-hmm. should have felt bigger. Mm-hmm. And you should have felt more mystical, and it okay. doesn't. Uh, Tell us about the experience. I have not done it, so walk us through what you do. Oh, may I? Please. Okay. Um, I want to say my thesis statement about this is that Savi's workshop is everything wrong with Star Wars Land, because and it's and it's almost a joke that this giant corporation would take the Force, the thing that connects us and binds us and is in every living thing, even if you are not a Jedi and a Force user, sure. the Force is still Room within boy. you. Um, it's it's almost a joke that a giant corporation would take that and put it behind a payroll wall. Oh, There's wow. nowhere else in Star Wars land that you get to experience the Force unless you are willing behind a paywall. unless you are willing to pay another two hundred dollars to experience it, and that is bullshit. Very interesting. And that is everything wrong with Star Wars land in a nutshell. But I think here to your point, I think the reason why the wand thing works is that I don't have to pay money to see that experience. Yeah. I can watch this thing happen yeah. and, and it still is impactful to me, but I don't have to spend money to do it. Right. It's super casual. It and, feels right. super casual. Well, also, it has an actor. Like the yeah. wand person is an actor yes. right. who knows how to deliver and perform to an audience. Almost like acting is meant to evoke emotion and that's a skill <laughs> that you, you should be able to pay for if right. you want to do that. So I'll take you through the experience. Uh, we line up and we're given a menu <laughs> so that we can pick what kind of lightsaber school we want to go? What kind of junk, man? What kind of junk? Thank and you. it's like, 
actual fans of this are going to hate me because yeah, I'm of course. Yeah, this. But it's like they, they started about an hour want, and a half ago hating. <laughs> yeah. Do you want? Do you want a lightsaber that kind of looks like Luke Skywalker? Do you want a lightsaber <laughs> that kind of looks like looks like a like a Clone Wars era thing? Do you want a lightsaber that's like animal and nature based, or do you want one that kind of looks like the dark side? Or and you those can are get the an Ice Age one because we own that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are four schools, and they have names. It's like power and friendship and whatever <laughs> and heart whatever. And yes. so you're able to be like, I guess I want this. And they're like, cool, we'll get that station prepared for you. Then you go from one side of the line to another side of the line. That's basically, I guess, the well. And this whole this whole this whole time, section. you're supposed to be in a junkyard. It's supposed to be that you're that these like junkers have like found the power of the force and they've figured out you can right. make lightsabers. The lore is that they were junkers and then they kept finding like yeah. lightsaber because they're like they're scavenging and. They're, they're sure, like I would love to it. see this goddamn junkyard. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a junkyard. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. No, you never see the junkyard. No, okay. but, yeah, but you are, you're in it. So then that's the junkyard? I, th- I mean, that's one Where's of them. Where's the junk? It's in spots. It's hanging. <laughs> it's hanging so you can't touch it. Oh, there's also a nice tree that looks like it's supposed to be mystical or something. And uh, spoiler alerts, there's a Black Spire at Black Spire Outpost that I, I think we had to go four times before you pointed it's it next out to me. To, it's next but it's supposed to, to be next to the Sabi's workshop, yeah. which is like, it's the main conduit of the force. Yes. And that's why it's oh. next to the workshop. Yeah, it's like it goes into the ground. I don't think comes. I've ever seen the Black Spire. It's it's like 10 feet tall. It's weird. Like, huh. it's not meant it's to surrounded be anything. by the spire it, it's that out, named the land area? Yeah. Yes. Black and Spire is the is the spire. It's right outside. it's not impressive at all. <sighs> Joe, these names. It's, uh, it's the, between the shop and, and Savvy's. Yeah. Savvy's. Yeah, yeah. It's like where you, all the things are like set up and the, the statue of the Force user. Yeah, so you're watching, you're looking at the statue of the Force user, not the goddamn Black Spire. Anyway, you, you get shuffled into this one little room. <laughs> it's a cave. It's a cave. <laughs> it's a cave. And you are... Uh, Does it feel like a cave? No. It, yeah. it, 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 it meant to feel like a cave. I don't yeah. think... I think it's like half and half. I think they and wanted it to rock. be like a cave. Well, a fake rock, I mean... <laughs> So you get to your it's station where you're going to build your lightsaber and then the not actor, but this earnest, poorly paid Orange County resident who's just doing their best, but even their best because they're not an actor is not going to be the greatest experience of your life. So you, just spend, you spend $200 to watch this guy mumble his way through the force. So he comes out and he's just like, once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, these pe- these things called Jedi's, you know, they made lightsaber. And he's just like, our experience was awful because this Memorized guy was just... Script. Yeah, he's memorized, yeah. but he's mumbling, and he's not he he's not performing. No, he's not filling you with the sense of like now you are participating in this like a lost art and yeah. this lost legacy and, and all this I, and stuff. I, and I will say, yeah. that is not that is not that person's fault. No. It is the fault of Disney for not investing in that. Well, it's really Correct. hard to find actors in Greater Los Angeles. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, right. <laughs> and so you are then, and they take you through like what a three or four step process of like now we're going to put this on your. There's lightsaber. the outside. There's the inside thing, and, and you get two to pick your crystal, Kyber crystal, the Kyber crystal, yeah, which is almost cool. Except if somebody has already picked the color you want, then you don't you don't get the magical moment of picking your color, but you, you can't get to, duplicate. You well, get to tell them that you want blue if blue is out, and yeah. Then they'll go and, and that's what happened to me. I wanted green, and the green had already been chosen, so they had to like go and pick and give it to me. Yes, yeah, so the like, experience gets interrupted. Copy that. And then <laughs> they got a shipment of green kyber crystals. Yeah, totally. And in uh, in our experience, because like we are, you know, design and visual people, we are we are so we're very focused on 
our creative process. We're given and we're paying, and this is again a two hundred dollar upcharge. Yeah. So we're get, being given the parts of our lightsaber, and what Natalie and I are doing is taking our goddamn time to design what my fucking lightsaber looks like. Combine it's it is the compare, culmination of apart. a childhood dream. What does my lightsaber look like? So I'm putting it together. I'm looking at it. I'm holding it, and then I'm taking it apart. I'm putting it together, and I'm taking it apart. Like I'm designing yeah. and what ends up happening is that natalie and i are the last two people we're the last two the nerds designing our lightsabers are the last ones and what, left what happens is the attendant who is there to kind of help you if you don't know how to like if you're do putting it. it together weirdly but we know how she to do it <laughs> hovers over us the entire time and is pitching us the design that we're doing so she's like oh yeah that looks really great that black is there and i'm like shut up i know what you're doing <laughs> And everybody in this space is now watching us. It's I've never felt more like we yeah. were in a high school nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, and, and the thing is, like, you have to finish. Everyone has to finish building before you can get your blade. Yeah. Because it's right. a it's a cumulative group. So experience. we're the assholes taking our goddamn time. Yeah. The two, <laughs> the two, the two queers at the end are like too invested in the emotional impact of yeah, Star Wars. They, God, they God have crea- Disney has single handedly created a situation where I spent two hundred dollars to be forced to feel anxiety. <laughs> Yeah. They should make it so you pay the $200 and then you're so wowed by it and so impressed and so dazzled by the individual care and everything that as soon as you're done, you walk out and you're like, if you all you have is two hundred dollars, do this. I will buy you lunch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what's great too is like I don't think there's mu- there is kind of ambient music the, through the experience. There are music cues that are triggered well, by hang, the storytelling. Hang on, hang on. There's like an ambient music while you're building, but because Oh, ran out of time. No, no, it's not that. But like the overwhelming sound. sound of clink, 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 because we're all building our lightsabers. It's just like this is not magical in any way. So anyway, yeah. you finish building your stupid lightsaber, and before you get your blade, the Force Ghost of Yoda shows up. Except he doesn't show up. It's oh, just it's it's just it's, a green light. It's green light. <laughs> it's like not even it's, a Force it's Ghost. Ambient light. By green the way, light. at the Star Cruiser, there is a hologram Yoda if you play your cards right. Play, okay, play the game. <laughs> They, they, I'm just saying they delivered on Star Wars promise. Okay, for five thousand. So he shows up, and I for, even forget what he fucking says because who cares? You know about the Force, and and truly, yeah. and I'm going to say because mm-hmm. I was disappointed, but that moment was it really connected with well, me. Well, you know why? Because it's the one time you hear the Force theme. Uh, I am not arguing with you. Okay, sorry. Wow. <laughs> they play I the agree. Force theme, and that's the only time they play it. Yeah, and it's not even like, and again, we're not. We're not Jedi. We're not Force users. Right. No. There's not really an implication that like, or I guess there is. Maybe there is like, oh yeah, you were attracted to this place because the Force called out to you. Yeah, or some that's shit. definitely but, it. And you're in this spot because you're meant to do it. So like, you stick you your know. you stick your very expensive stick in another stick, mm-hmm. and then it's the magical moment that we've all seen on YouTube yeah. where your lightsaber lights, lights up, YouTube. and you lift it up, and everybody's like, yeah, and yeah. it it is quite magical. It is. It's impactful. Um, and then you're immediately shuffled out. And you're shuffled out very quickly, and you know they give you your little bag so you can stick your shit in a bag so you don't like wave your lightsaber around the Star Wars land. Because God forbid, right. you wave your lightsaber around Star Wars. That's land. not the your own adventure that they want you to have. Right. No, within this very specific set of parameters. Right, and in like, Nat- two and a half adventures, <laughs> right. like that. And in Natalie and mine's case, we just went right back to the workshop we to, more pieces to buy more pieces because you can because do that. We're limited by our by right. our menu You can choices. buy spare. Spare but junk here's the issue, oh, and what Natalie told me is that and there's it's only very expensive. <laughs> there's only one room for Sabi's workshop, so oh, really? there's not two rooms, and that's why. So you can't cycle. 
Right. That's why they were so on us about get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we weren't allowed to linger. We weren't allowed to take our time. Yeah, because like, we gotta get out. Imagine you were just let out into a cave space with a bunch of people, and it's like go to the blue light that is drawn to you, and you find pieces, and you, right, you know, totally. like there's there's a different version of this that is more expensive to make that would have been better, and yeah. the version that we ended up with. And like it's fun. more power to people it's who fun. do this experience and have an amazing time. I'm very happy for yeah. you. We did not, and that's a problem. Yeah, I could see that. And I've only I haven't done it myself. Oh, but Eric's I was here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I was there uh, spectating, and it was on opening day. Oh yeah, I, I'm wearing my opening day hat because nice. th- that's this is me in my um, I was there outfit nice um, <laughs> nice <laughs> but the uh the experience was very different it perhaps it was opening day where we hadn't gotten to the point of of mumbling through the script people mm. people were energized but this mm. it, this actress was fantastic she had the right tone an, an actual actor not just a cast member uh, i'm i don't know okay. i don't yeah. know necessarily but she she knew how to well, we, you know she knew how to act it wasn't just somebody from from some other shop. Yeah. This was a woman who was playing a part and you could tell, and she was into it and she was saying, do you know, have you heard the stories of the Jedi coming back? Do you know the name of this Jedi? And she points no. at this little girl and she's like, Aww, that's and everybody's sweet. like, Oh, <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. It was, it was a fantastic experience. And then, yeah, then all the parts that are supposed to be awe inspiring. You're like, Oh, yeah. this guy that I just met in the line who invited me to come join on the Safi experience <laughs> has a lightsaber now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I feel like that. I'm I'm happy to hear that that could that that happened. And I think what's frustrating is that it couldn't be more consistent. Yeah, because yeah. like just hire Given, just yeah, hire an the actor. Scale and right. like the if there was just an actor, how much or money like, you're paying? Two or three actors who rotated who could do that. Like, I feel like my experience would be so much better, even with the hovering and all this stuff. If like, if someone was there to lead me through these emotions versus the music coming in and me having to force that on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, like, you know, yeah, we just want we have a wellspring of emotions towards Star Wars and we just they just Please require a certain. Them. Yeah, there's a certain <laughs> like in, level of intent that has to be put forth to properly successfully elicit them and yeah. then make us want to buy you'd spend money and, I would say and buy food and things. Savvy's is just inherently Just why the Harry Potter thing. It's works. just inherently super, the entire land is super flawed because this black spire is supposed to be special. That's why it's next to Savvy's, but you don't even know that. You don't know that about right. Savvy's. You don't know you don't know this land is connected to the force at all unless you do this experience. Unless you oh, pay the money. And that's what you want. Like like to me I know we get tired of space wizards, but to me, Star Wars is not the space wizards as much as it is the idea that there is a force. And in Star Wars, it's real. Mm -hmm. In our world, we can say and we can pontificate and we can philosophize that it's real. But in Star Wars, it is. It's absolutely real. And I want to go to a land that facilitates me being able to experience this real material thing. And the fact that it doesn't do it except behind a fucking paywall is insane. You're here. Yes, thank you. You're here. Well said. (laughs) But also, like, if you're going to one-to-one Harry Potter, like, why can't I have stuff levitating around? Like, why can't I do force things? Right, absolutely. That's insane to me. There you go. Well, thank you. Ah. That's right. Well, if if we were at uh, Disney World, we would now be exiting. We'd be seeing a giant Jesse and Woody (laughs) statue and a roller coaster. But The Pixar system. Here, where do you guys want to exit? Do you want to exit 
to the east side of Thunder Mountain or the west side because you have a choice. Closer to, uh, are you so um, directional wise? I'm like totally. I'm not good at it. So, like the the version that's like the furthest over or the, the middle, the closest one? to Fantasyland or the closest to Frontierland. I want the Fantasyland one. Personally. Yeah, let's pass by the the stupid first order shit. And well, just so I could be like, Ugh, this is well, and, and for me, for me, I think there there is something to be said about visiting this place, visiting this town or whatever, and exiting through its main entry point, mm-hmm. mm. and then you know, and there's more of like a gra- a gradual. Um, progression into like the frontier of right. our world, there. including the design of the rock work. Oh, like, yeah. we noticed it yesterday. It oh. blends with the oh, the, the hoodoos that. of Bryce Canyon. I love rock work in yes. theme parks. Yes, we have another podcast to recommend to you. Uh, <laughs> they talk about rock work. They also did a March Madness sort of thing, which inspired our March Madness thing. Last year it was snacks. This year it was best pre-show. They did the best. Fake rocks. Oh, nice! And I think and there's so that many. Cadillac Range won. Oh yeah, nice. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were doing all over the world and all theme. Absolutely, parks and stuff. they did the mountain and Tokyo Sea and all that. Anyway, oh wow. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This is so much fun. You guys are the best. Yeah. I love this. I, I have one thing to say. Yes. All with all of this, and it's you know, Star Wars Land is ultimately a disappointment, if only mm. because we just desired. More, more, yeah, and we they knew, more. And, and we knew that they could do more. And in that way, whenever, whenever anyone asks me, me personally, like, what do you, what do you think about Star Wars Land? Especially like at right after it opened, and this is usually with like industry people in my industry. I, 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 I tell them it's like it's a beautiful canvas, yeah, that's yeah. waiting for the right intent of the leadership of Disney to use it appropriately, yeah, because it's a beautiful land. It sure is, yeah, and it just needs the willingness to invest in it. To be fully successful. Yes. Yeah. yeah I look if you're forward gonna, to the future for it. it like we talked a little bit before. A New Orleans Square, it's the essence of a New Orleans Square. But this is, they're trying to get you there. Yep. Yeah. Not just be reminded of, they're trying to get you there and they aren't quite there yet. Absolutely. But they can be. They can be. They can get there. If we yeah. were able to have Indiana Jones as a, a ride as a thing or like Cars Land as a thing, mm-hmm. even as weird as Cars as a property is and yeah. how successful that is. We're in that cycle in Disney, and we just have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> so that's someone because we can't yeah. like. Well, I guess we we vote with our wallet in terms yeah, of true. what's successful. Oh, oh, I have one fun thing yeah. about Star Wars Land. There's a little droid door in the exit of Millennium Falcon, oh, cool. and that's really fun. I that's didn't it. See that. That's cool. Wait, hey, let's land on a positive note then. Woo-hoo, droid door. They, droid, so droid door. I, before we go, I have a question. Actually, two, but I'm saying a for editing purposes. Um, <laughs> first of all, if you're into cosplay, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. So if somebody is not necessarily into cosplay, but would like to experience the Star Cruiser, do you recommend that they learn to cosplay for more fun? I just, I just helped a and, friend of mine do this. And how, and how do you do that? Do you just say, hey, cosplayer? It's Jimmy that I'm talking about. Hello, Jimmy. Also, Hi. maybe a furry. We don't know. <laughs> it's more, you, it's more than you think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can do... There's, it's very easy to cosplay light. Like, we, Natalie and I went really hard. But still stayed obviously. within the parameters. We had character names. My name was D498. I was raised by droids. I had this whole goddamn I do not remember my name. You, yeah, you crash landed on Batu. I did, anyway. yeah. A um, piece of my ship was like the, a part of my necklace. The easy, or rather, like, the cosplay light way to go that I think will enhance your experience but not like you're not like sanding and making a costume yeah i'm not into that get like a cool star warsy jacket and all you have to do is add those greeblies 
like and the, little, the add, little box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can add Greebly. Like, there's Etsy stores that sell specific Greeblies, and then there's Etsy ones that are just like, here's a generalized Greebly. You can also make your own. Yeah. But it's very easy just to take eight, like this jacket I'm wearing just, right now. If I put a Greebly on it now, it's a Star Wars jacket. Yeah. It's very easy. Interesting. And, yeah, that, and that, that truly is, that. is like the best way to do it. I just sent one of my good friends like a whole, like, here's the master list of like Etsy stores that I would buy from. I'll send it to you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, I I could be here for hours with you guys. I love everything you have <laughs> oh, to say. Sure. Thank and, you. And so just for the listener, we, our first episode with Natalie, our top most downloaded episodes to date are Natalie and May have some involvement. And so our, <laughs> our Main Street episode was the first one we did. I think we did on Zoom or something like that. The next time we got together was two miles away from Disneyland in a dingy hotel room. We did Frontierland. Today we're moving slightly closer to Disneyland. In <laughs> Absolutely, a only one mile lobby, yeah. only one mile. So when we come, when we <laughs> when we come back in August, we'd like to have you back to do our next land, whatever that might be. And yeah. We'll, do the Fairfield Inn across the street from Disney. Oh my God. Nice. We're going to make it in there. We're going to into... be in like downtown Disney. Yes. And then Ooh. we'll probably be at like, I don't know. The Esplanade. The Esplanade. We'll, we'll do an episode on Trader Sam's and Tiki Culture. Oh my God. Can you imagine how loud oh that would be? God, yeah. that sounds I amazing. I love the idea of every time we get closer, even <laughs> if it ends up us being in some impossible place to actually <laughs> We fly from the basketball court at the top of the Matterhorn. That's right. Oh, man. The Esplanade on yeah. a sunny day. <laughs> we are Pirate riding Slayer. Indiana Jones over and over again. I still think we should do it on the train. Ooh, that's, that's I do fun. like the idea. I mean, we we talked about doing Trader Sam's as a versus episode, but but if you have detailed knowledge of tiki culture, I well, think that, more like uh, criticism of tiki culture. Well, Dan's I more have a, a vague understanding of it's, you and Dan um, could, uh, have a long conversation. Questionable origins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My mother in law is calling. I have lunch. All right. Yeah. Okay. You. So anyway, thank you very much. We have other podcasts. Concierge is awesome. Eight five six hour ears, uh, and be good to each other. Please and do. We will see you next time. And say gay. Gay, 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 So there you have it, one land, two places, light and dark, desert and swamp, but this journey is not over yet. Join us May the 4th as the Supreme Resort presents Star Wars Land Episode 3, Rise of the Return of the Phantom Trailer. Gay. 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 <laughs> Woo! Awesome. Uh, uh, that was awesome. That was so energizing. That's why we changed our recording time. We used to record it late and we changed it to like 5 o'clock on Sunday for me. Yeah. It just, I get so pumped up after And then at 10, I don't go to bed till 1. So. Oh, jeez. Now I have a full day of mother in law and theme parks. Yay! That's, Yay! That's, huge. that's so much. It's a big day. Yeah. Podcast recording, mother in law.
she's a lovely person. We should start recording. Let's start recording Ooh, before. Because yeah. <laughs> we're not right going to do that again. Right Interstate 5. <laughs> Sometimes hear the police sirens while you're sleeping at night. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're recording a podcast in the lobby. Let's find out.